0: listening to the essential WFDU-FM HD1 Teaneck, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz and worldwide at WFDU.FM.
1: 89.1.
2: Cantar es una guitarra que esparce su gracia Cantando ánimo las cosas que ha envolvado el tiempo Cantando vuelvo a mi pueblo si es que aún no he vuelto El canto es una sentencia, es una
1: plegaria
2: Mi canto es como alimento, es tierra y es agua Mi canto nace de una alma que arrastra el recuerdo, mi canto es nido de amores, es un libro abierto. Cantar es ilusión, sabía, paloma que se alza, llevando al son de sus alas, un su sonrisa blanca. Cantando vuelan mis sueños, a tocar tu puerta. Sabía malo, mal que se alza, llevando al son de sus alas su sonrisa blanca. Cantando vuelan mis sueños, pero a tocar tu puerta. Y mira que cantando encuentro la forma de sentir de cerca. Cantando vuelan mis sueños a tocar su puerta. Cantando encontramos la forma perfecta de sentir de Y dispuso que su puerta queda bien manos dejé, y ha moldeado mis ansias mi fe, y me pierdo en su frágil reír, tengo lo que más se le acerca a la gloria, y me voy enredando en sus horas, ahora solo quiero vivir. Tengo lo poco que haya en la mesa, no me cabe en la cabeza, Si hay otras no me importa Porque la mía y ya... we
3: buddy it's 2 43 p.m this sunday my first sunday hosting que viva la música in this new lineup on this new day it's a rainy day so if you notice the music was kind of gearing towards that laziness that we feel when we're uh enraptured with the rain right for those of you who do not know me, my name is Jose Calderon, and I am part of the Quad Squad, conformed by Vicky Sola, the queen of radio for over 40 years, Miss Marisol Cerdera Rodriguez, our princess, King Louis Vasquez. Yeah, he has the title. I'm just, maybe the court jester. <laughs> At least I laugh. We got to laugh in life. But I'm happy to be here. I'm honored. My first Sunday. And uh, it feels nice. It's a great way to start the week with music. And hopefully you're tuning in and enjoying what we have in store for you. And today, aside from the music that I've played so far, uh, we have guests. I have my first one here. Uh, And this is a long time planning and attempting and today, it's finally coming to fruition. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today here is Mr. Willie Rodriguez. And you'll know a little more about him as we talk during the course of the program. Willie, welcome to Que Viva La Musica.
4: Saludos. Thank you very much for having me today. Now,
3: just to clarify, because we have another Willie Rodriguez, and I want to make the distinction, uh, the Willie Rodriguez that has been here once and many times is not only the son of legendary musician Roberto Rodriguez, but he is also the husband of our dearest Marisol. Uh, We differentiate him being Mr. Bass because he's a bass player. So greetings to them. They are tuned in. So much love and much respect to both of you. But Willie,
4: you're Willie Rodriguez, the piano player. And also not to be confused with other Willie Rodriguez, the piano player that played for Celia. That's right. That was a principal at Celia Cruz High School. There's a lot of us out
3: there. So already already (laughs) people are learning who you are and to differentiate between the other gentlemen that we've mentioned. Yes. To clarify. Yes, for sure. Uh, Willie, tell us a little bit about yourself. And it's very intricate. You have a lot to say.
4: Yeah, well, I'll tell you a brief history, a brief, history, uh, a brief uh, a briefing on who I am. So my name is Willie Rodriguez, born and raised in Washington Heights. Oh, yeah. My parents are Dominican background. Uh, but as far as my uh, accomplishments or co- what I'm currently working on, or my titles, you would say, is I'm co-founder of the International Salsa Museum that we're looking to build in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. uh, and aside from that, I'm also one of the uh, governors for the Recording Academy for the New York chapter. Uh, those are the people that deal with the Grammys. And I'm also co-chairman of the Latin Music Task Force within the Recording Academy as well. Uh, So, And musical director of the Tito Puente Jr. Orchestra and also of La Excellencia. Vaya, vaya. A a lot lot of of hats,
3: a lot of hats, a lot of (laughs) layers. You're right. Wow. So, of Dominican background, tell us a little bit about that background because... Uh, that's your formation that's m- making you who you are and who you've become uh, today
4: yeah 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 No, that my, my background I mean I, I love my parents to death I mean I was raised I was raised in a, in a happy home uh, a very supportive home uh, my parents got me into into music at a really you know, young age where I used to they, we used to host family parties you know how it was, how it is back in the day Absolutely. you know all the family parties my family used to get together every Saturday. Uh, in my apartment, we, have st- we still have the disco ball hanging up in the living room <laughs> <laughs> in my apartment. Yes. <laughs> so we still have a disco ball there. And, um, you know, my, my parents put me into piano music uh, or to the, the piano instrument uh, at the age of five. Wow. I was did, learning how to play.
3: Did they have an inkling that you were musically inclined or was it something that they've started themselves and then they just wanted to pass it on to you?
4: No, I'm the only musically inclined person in my family. Mm -hmm. The the way that it happened was that my father bought me a piano, a Casio keyboard, I think like 60-something keys. He bought me this keyboard, and not thinking that anything was going to come out of it. He just bought it for me as a toy. Gotcha. Right? And then so once he took it out the box, the minute it came out the box, with one finger, I started playing Happy Birthday. Are you serious? Like out of nowhere. (laughs) And he looks at me, he goes, Pero como tu aprendiste a tocar eso? (laughs) How did you learn how to play that? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know. And I kept on playing. And then literally 20 minutes after opening the box, he goes, he's looking at me and he goes, do you want to take piano lessons? And I looked at him and I said, okay. And just kept on playing. Not, wow. not knowing We're that not all this all. was going to happen at a, at a young age, you know. And then from there, he put me into classical music, Una Cubana, uh, up in Washington Heights. Uh, and then my my whole history just started there, you know, with classical music. So I'm classically trained. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as my, my Dominican background, um, you know, we, we we did these family parties, man. Listen to merengue, bachata, salsa, some hip hop, some jazz. My father, although he was not a musician, he did put me on to a lot of great music and he would sit me down and say, hey, look at this. So we would watch it. Show de Mediodía. Yeah. You know, we all watch that. He'll like, Look at look at Ramon Orlando play. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, he's one of my idols when it comes to the like, growing up in the in the music industry. Ramon Orlando is one of my Key piano players that I like to... Ramon Orlando Valoy, hijo del gran Cuco Valoy. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, his uh, son is on our advisory board uh, at the International Salsa Museum, Osaliki Valoy. Wow. Yes, Wow, yes. interesting, interesting correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. you know, I, I my father used to sit me down and say, look at this piano player, listen to that music. I used to listen to Paul Simon's Graceland. My father used to put that album all the time. So he had a very eclectic taste when it came to music. Uh, but for me... I mean, again, there's a lot of layers to my story. For me, what really caught my attention when it came to salsa was when I I became a teenager, and I was part of a music group called Clavia Azul in Washington Heights. Um, And Clavia Azul, it was a group of kids, some of the best young young teens from Washington Heights that played all types of instruments. And we were part of this band, and we played everything from salsa, merengue, bachata, hip-hop. We did a lot of fusion. Um and un- under the direction of Mr. Sergio Larios, he was my, our mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I was in Clavia Azul, he's the one that really opened up my eyes to salsa music and how to play it and mm-hmm. how to go about it. Interesting. Um, uh, and, you know, we'll have time to elaborate even more on of that, course, right? Of course, right? Cause then, uh, after that, I went to Boy's Harbor, and I did some stuff at Boy's Harbor. And yeah,
3: many people could relate to Boy's Harbor.
4: Yes, yes, yes. And Boy's Harbor, uh, Boys, w- what's Boy's Harbor, along with my experience with Clavia Azul, Is what along and also along with MMG Group, uh, Dr. Luis Mojica, his program as well, is what really cultivated this uh, this man that you see in front of you. You know, having been part of all these music programs that really opened up my eyes to the importance of music and the impact that music has on the youth. You know, Um, and it really it really has molded me into the person that I am at this current moment.
3: Up to the point where your love for music is extending itself to a learning experience for everybody else. And you're going to elaborate on that because that's the International Salsa, Salsa Museum. Yes,
4: yes. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely break, break that down into the, how the International Salsa Museum came about. Um, but uh, my, I realized at a very young age that I was exposed to everything I was exposed to for a reason. And I'll tell you this, when I was a teenager, although I was learning how to play salsa and all that stuff, I was also teaching at the same time. I was teaching kids oh my gosh, how to play but piano. But you're a kid yourself. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was a kid, but I always just wanted to be of service gotcha. with, with music. Uh, and that's something that's deeply embedded in, into, my, into my roots and into who I am. Um, because my mother was the same way, and so was my father. We always wanted to like just help out people in whichever way that we can, and I just found the lane on how I could do it through music in the most effective way, Absolutely. and that and, and that is the International Salsa Museum. I've always wanted to have a music program when I was a kid. I always wanted to, 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 to help the world in a in large scale, and I never knew what that was going to look like until I made a declaration a few years ago, 2012, I actually made a declaration not knowing that the International Salsa Museum was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I said to a bunch of people, there's witnesses out there, um, and I declared that within the next 10 years, I would uh, be able to open up a music school or, a music, or develop a music program that's going to um, uh, inspire and empower the youth,
1: mm-hmm.
4: not only in New York City, not only in the United States, but in the entire world, even in war-torn countries. Those were my exact words even in war-torn countries. And I've been uh, grateful and, and, and lucky enough to just be surrounded by people that truly support the vision and that really want to see this come to fruition uh, with the International Salsa Museum.
3: We all do. We all do. We truly do. And if you were able to attend uh, this year's uh, New York International Salsa Congress, especially uh, during the old-school room held by Marisol Cerdeira Rodriguez... Mm-hmm uh right alongside that room was dedicated to a piece a portion of the new york uh yes
4: oh oh, yes so 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 you're talking about the pop-up absolutely
3: you call it a pop-up it's a, it's a small example exactly
4: yes that was a very small snippet so basically what he's talking about is this year, for the second year in a row, the International Salsa Museum had a our second annual pop-up in conjunction with the New York International Salsa Congress, mm-hmm. and this year we were able to exhibit for the first time ever Tito Puente and La Lupe together, which has never been done before.
3: No, you're right. You're it's right. never
4: been done, and I and I know this because I spoke to her, uh, her do- to Yoli mm-hmm. Rainbow, uh, which is La Lupe's daughter. About her mom being exhibited, and she said nobody has ever exhibited my mom. This that's is a, this is the first one. That's incredible. You know, incredible. so um, so we were super honored and grateful to be able to bring that together and to actually have the children there. Yes, the Jr. was there. I saw those beautiful pictures and the videos. Yeah, they were there, man, and it was truly a moment that um, that's never happened before, and I'm surprised it never happened, and I'm surprised that, well, we can we'll dig deeper into that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, again and I know we're moving pretty quickly here, but with the International Salsa Museum, I just want to make it clear to everybody that our mission is pretty simple and straightforward, but also complicated at the same time because of the history of salsa music. But our mission is to uh, preserve the past, educate the present, and influence the future.
3: I think that's the objective of many of us that are working towards preserving and informing everybody of the music. Mm-hmm. And... but what you're doing is excellent, and we want to detail uh, the audience that's tuning in today in a little bit, Mm -hmm. because we're going to play a little music now. Yes, for sure. Uh, Of what it takes, what it involves, you know, uh, the steps you've taken to reach to the point where you're at right now, and we want to dig into more of you, Willie. Yes. We want to know the development of of your craft, you know, which is the piano and... uh, know where you've taken it to you've taken it quite far
4: quite uh, thank far. you very much yeah we'll definitely look into it
3: definitely sure. but let's go with some music that we have for all of you uh willie has actually uh formulated a playlist which i'm getting ready to delve into tell us a little bit about how you formulated this uh playlist and uh, we'll hear a few tunes and we'll get back to speaking about this Sure.
4: Uh, this playlist actually is some, some. of the songs on this playlist have to do with my upbringing in, in the in the music industry. Uh, when it comes to salsa, and the songs that actually have uh, that mean a lot to me as a kid, and the songs that I actually learned on how to musical how to become a musical director, and songs that truly just shaped my um, my musical skills uh, and had an impact on my life. So. Feel free to play any any one of them. Oh, no, go in order. Go in order. Uh, and I ladies mean. and
3: gentlemen, you are tuning in to Que Viva la Musica, the iconic show created by our dearest Vicky Sola with Marisol King-Louis and yours truly, Jose. Today we have Willie Rodriguez here, the pianist. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And of course this this is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Things don't go according to what we want it to go. And so we're gonna end the first hour of Viva La Música with a little more conversation and we'll get back to the music in a minute. Willie, sure. I apologize for that. No, it's, no, it's, okay. it's just live radio. It happens. You know, you saw you saw that I clicked it, I played it, I put the volume up, and things just happened.
4: <laughs> it's okay. It all it, it's happened. It happens <laughs>
3: <It's okay. laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your development with the piano
4: and how far it's taken you. Oh, man. Uh, like I said, at a very young age, I started playing classical music. And then about the, uh, and I'll tell you this, not to, not to really brag or anything like that, but at a very young age, probably like around 10 years old, I was already playing at a preparatory level, mm. which is a college level. And I was, at the same time, doing national piano competitions uh, at Carnegie Hall uh, with classical music. So, you know, here here I am, 10 years old, 11 years old, playing Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, uh, you know, all that good stuff, Uh, and entering these national competitions, which were fantastic. Um, And what I, I I love the fact that I was able to learn how to play classical, because it just, um, you know, the theory is all there, when it comes to music theory. Um, Soon after that, uh, I was introduced to Claudia like I said before, and Started getting the salsa bug, and I was I started converting my classical songs into salsa. So I would play like Moonlight Sonata the salsa version. Oh wow! My wow. piano teacher hated it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is an eye opener and a fusion, you know. Yeah. No, but my piano teacher hated it because of the fact that all the other kids wanted to learn how to do the same thing, and she's like,
5: Willie, está dañando, me
4: lo está dañando lo niño. and I kids are like, Willie, how do you do that? I'm like, look, I'll take you to the back room and let's freaking, let's like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. <laughs> you know, we'll play for for Elise and salsa. And my, my piano teacher was just like not having it. But, uh, it was a great thing. And again, I was, I was, I showed that I was just open to new ideas and not just stick to the strict, the strict, uh, uh, lessons of classical music. Absolutely. Um, and from there, I, like I said, with Sergio Larios really opened up the doors for me with Clara Azul. Uh, I went to Bois Harbor, and I, I studied for a few months. I studied with Sony Bravo. Vaya,
3: el increíble yes. pianista musical yes. de Santa. Yes. And
4: you're going to hold that
3: thought because we're coming to the end uh. of the first hour, which is hour two in old times. But right now, it's our first hour of Que Ve La Música here on WFDU 89.1 FM.
0: You're listening to the essential WFDU-FM HD1 TNEC, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz and worldwide at WFDU.FM.
1: 89.1!
3: And we're back. We're back with Willie Rodriguez. Willie... Mm-hmm. For some strange reason, I'm not getting it. I'm gonna uh, get it. I'm gonna get it. We'll I'm get gonna it. get it. We'll get I'm it. gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Definitely, porque tiene que tocar. De que tiene que tocar. No. Tiene que tocar.
4: No, <laughs> no, así no lo buscar ahí library. Again,
3: claro, que si, claro que sí. Si. Claro oui. que sí. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuned in, we're in the second hour of Que Vio La Música. We have Willie Rodriguez, pianist, here with us. And Willie, take it away with whatever you would like to say and mention at this time, because you started talking about La Excelencia
4: ah si sí, si sí. well I'll tell you uh, we're talking about Boy's Harbor real quick and how I went to Boy's Harbor and studied with Sonny Bravo uh, and I was also aside from studying with Sonny Bravo for a few months that I was there I actually had to stop my lessons with Sonny because I got into a group called La Excelencia which back in the day it, we used to be called Los Calientes del Song. Thanks. Los Calientes y por qué Los Calientes bueno gracias a Dios que cambiamos el nombre <laughs> este, so we, t- we will not talk about why Los Calientes <laughs> I did not choose that name. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, when while, while I was there and I joined, like I said before, I joined like, like Salencia when I was 17 years old wow. um, and being part of like, of like Salencia, I, that truly was an experience or ha, it has been an amazing experience because that's where I really got to learn how to musical direct, how to, uh, throw down on the keys when it comes to to, to playing salsa and create my own style, um, and not and not be stuck in um in any other style that everybody was playing in. I really created my own style when Absolutely. it came to piano playing. Um, and with Los Calientes, excelencia, I was able to travel all over the world uh, at a very young age while where, while still in college. Wow, where was the first place you traveled to? Norway. Norway. Norway opened up the doors. Well, I mean, if we're talking about international, it international. was Norway. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about uh, United States, uh-huh. uh, Alabama. Wow. We used to, man, I got stories for days. <laughs> we used to go down and do the Southern Circuit mm-hmm. because New York wasn't really opening up the doors for us. Gotcha. And we just needed to, to to play our music and be seen and be heard. So we would go down to Mississippi, Alabama, New Orleans, and playing these dingy holes in the wall that although they were dingy the people loved us that's the most important thing the people loved us that's the most and, important thing i mean look one time i played on the stage where there was like uh it was like we're literally like in a cage and I'm like, why is this cage here? I'm like, yeah. If you're bad, they throw they throw bottles at the cage. What? I'm like, oh, okay. Did it happen at all during that performance? No, yes, not at all. Yes, <laughs> not at <yes>. all. <laughs> but, uh, but again, at a very young age, I was exposed to so much, um, and then traveling overseas just really opened up my eyes, uh, where it showed me. You took this kid from Washington Heights, and now I'm in Norway. I'm in Istanbul. I'm in Cyprus, uh, in Belgium, multiple right. times, and the impact that, that I saw that Salsa had overseas, it was just amazing to me. Of course. It was just amazing. And so uh, you know, th- there's a lot of stories that I can share, but I'll share one story mm-hmm. with La Excellencia that really changed my life forever. And that is my my when we did a performance in Haiti. Wow. Right after a major earthquake. Uh we went down there and the minute I left that, that, that trip or that tour to Haiti. I left inspired and empowered and really wanted to do a change. And so we're out there performing and literally on stage, I broke down almost in tears. I totally forgot that I was directing the band because these people, you know, they were there in turmoil after an earthquake. They didn't know who we were. They were looking at us like, the gente song? you know, and the minute we started playing, it's like whatever they were going through, they that all they all they all forgot, and they were just dancing and smiling and just having a good time. Mind you, I'm Dominican. I'm right like I'm right next door. We're neighbors, right? And in DR, you know, there's so much greenery and so much. Um, the economy is much better, and then here I am looking at our brothers, our Haitian brothers and sisters on the other side, and they're like going through difficult, going through a really really bad time, and. To me, when I when I experienced that on stage, uh, it just opened up my eyes absolutely to how they, the the importance of music and the the good that it does to people. Uh, and we were able to and on that Haitian trip, we were actually able to donate instruments to a, a school down there. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and it was it was just fantastic. The, the The principal of the school, that's I think she was the principal, uh, she broke down in tears as well um, when we when we uh, donated these instruments. And she because she told us. We just randomly just knocked on, an, on a random school. It's not like we called and said, "Hey, we're gonna go over there with instruments." To a specific, yeah. We just went down there and knocked on the door, and uh, she opened up the doors, and with tears in her eyes, she was like, "What are you guys doing here?" And we said, "We're here to donate these instruments." And she said, "Oh, this is great because we we're thinking about starting a music program." Oh my god! And we didn't have any instruments, and here thing. we are with congas, bongo, guitarra, cowbells, you know. So that whole experience really took my. Uh, uh, my outlook on the world to a different level I said this needs to happen even on a grander scale um, and th- there's a lot of stories like that that I can share you know um, absolutely but we're going to go to the music I finally yeah, found it, it. ah, lo
3: encontré lo encontré finalmente vamos con eso Llévede.
2: Pa bravo yo, yo que soy mulato oscuro, tengo la mente en mi sitio y estoy bueno de salud. Pa bravo yo, yo que tengo sentimiento, tengo sangre de africano y canto con gran virtud. Que sé lo que en la tumba él se encerró.
6: Well, I'm going
3: to continue trying to resolve this issue that I have. You heard you heard one tune at least. Mm-hmm. But I'm we sorry. have Willie Rodriguez here in the studio. And Willie is bearing with me as I'm trying to bear with the issue. It's all good. Life, like, life happens. <laughs> 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 Any more significant than that, I cannot get. <laughs> Definitely. It gives strength. It gives strength to face the music. Yes, literally, for sure, literally, literally. Well, since I have you here with me and we've been conversing uh, quite much about you and your trajectory and your beginnings and Mm -hmm. your foundations, let's continue with that.
4: Yeah, no. So you know, I really a lot of people, especially in New York City, a lot of people know of me, but they don't know my story. And so I'm, I'm just thankful that you're giving me the opportunity uh, to, to share my story so that people can understand as to how. how what what has led to the creation of the International Salsa Museum and how we got here? Absolutely, you know, and where we're going. Um, so I I was just talking about my story with La Excelencia and how that whole the, the whole history of Haiti, um, that concert that I, that I did down there really changed my life for the for for good. Absolutely. Um, and again, I've always been, I've always wanted to just give back to the community in a big way through music. Uh, hence why fast forward. I am now, like I said before, I'm governor of the Recording Academy, one of the governors of the Recording Academy for the New York chapter, looking to, to also create change in there as well. There's not, a, not, there's not a lot of Latinos within the Recording Academy. Interesting. Interesting. You know? um, not a lot of Latinos that are, uh, well, yeah, just, let's just say the, the numbers are, 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 it could be better. Limited. It's, it's quite limited. It's quite limited. And a lot of people don't understand the, the nuances of the Recording Academy, which Again, this all benefit, and I'm talking about this because it's all benefiting the International Salsa Museum. You know, I want to b- bring what I know about the music industry into the International Salsa Museum. Because we're not, the International Salsa Museum is not going to be just your typical museum where you come and learn about the history of salsa. There's so many other things that are going to develop within the museum itself that are going to benefit the community directly. Um, and black and brown people as well. Uh, it's important, some, important. And, yeah, exactly. It's very important, and so I'm taking all my experience and all the knowledge that I have, and really putting that energy into the International Saucy Museum, so that all of us can grow and build, and for this, for the, for that, this culture can move forward. You know, so I've as a, as a as a young adult in my twenties, like you know, we spoke about like that was mm-hmm. in my teens. Mm-hmm. Um, I then actually backtrack a little bit. After La Excelencia, at the age of 19, uh, Tito Puente Jr.'s cousin saw me performing at G&G's.
3: Okay, which is Gonzalez and Gonzales, yes. ladies and gentlemen.
4: Gonzalez Gonzales and So I spoke about La Excelencia. That was a great experience. I'm still going through it with La Excelencia. At 19, I was at G&G's, and uh, Tito Puente Jr.'s cousin saw me directing La Excelencia. And after one of the sets, he comes up to me, he goes, Hey... My cousin's looking for a, uh, my cousin's looking for a piano player. Oh. Uh, do you? Are you available? And I'm like, uh, well, who's your cousin? He's like, well, he'll give you a call on Sunday. I'm not gonna tell you who he is. He'll get, uh, he'll <laughs> give, he'll give you a call. And I'm like, okay. Qué sorpresa. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so here comes Sunday. I'll never forget it. It was a cloudy, it was a cloudy day, just like today, here in New York City. It's a little rainy, and uh, all of a sudden, I got this phone call, 305 number, Miami. And he goes, yeah, this is uh, Tito Puente Jr. Is this Willie Rodriguez? I'm like, uh, yeah, this is who? He's like, yeah, Tito Puente Jr. I have a concert in Long Island. Are you available? I'm like, uh, what, what? I mean, what do you want me to do? He's like, yeah, I want you to put the band together. Oh my
3: God.
4: Oh yeah, so. No, Oh yeah, so, and yes, people, you know, it's, it's Tito Puente Jr. But at the end of the day, it's Tito Puente's music. Correct, correct. You know, so here I am at 19. Clearly, I know who Tito Puente is at this point. But I've never, I've never played his music, nor have I ever put a band together big enough to. I never directed Tito Puente Jr. Tito Puente at all. So I, I, with not knowing, I said yes to the opportunity. But you knew, of course, you knew of the music uh, of of Maestro Tito Puente. Of Fuente. course, ah, yes, well. I knew, but I've never played it. Wow. I've never played it. I've never read it. I've never I've heard it. But it's one thing to hear it, and then one thing to actually have the physical paper in front of you playing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So at that moment, I saw this as an opportunity for me to learn, and I said yes to the opportunity, and I said I'll figure it out. And I'm just being transparent with the audience right here. When you see an opportunity come up, even if you're if you doubt yourself, don't doubt yourself. Just go for it. If it's, if it's if you see that there's a there's going to be some sort of um, growing experience, just go for it, and then you figure it out. And that's exactly what happened, right? So you know, I'm grateful that. That was at 19. I'm 41 years old. And now I've, I'm still working with Dito Puente Jr. I'm really good friends with the estate, with the family. Um, they're really supportive of the International Salsa Museum. But I say all that to say that I have a feeling, and that this is me digging into me spiritually, there's a reason why that connection happened back, at when, back, back when I was 19. It, 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 it planted the seed in me to learn more about Mambo, cha-cha-cha, guaguanco the origins yeah the origins to really dig into the music and why tito puente is considered the king of mambo yeah and and the rey de timbal you know just his arrangements are just out of this world incredible incredible (laughs) they're so incredible and then you know as a musical director which was i had to learn real quick how to direct the tito puente junior orchestra because we're talking about the first concert was three set it was a full band Three saxophones, two trombones, two trumpets. A big full, band. Full percussion. A big band. And here I am at 19 years old saying, oh, my God. And you did it. And you did it. And here you are. Here you are. Actually, I'll tell you this. The first time around, I bombed. Really? I bombed. Not in a bad way. I could have done a lot better. And Tito Jr. gave me a second opportunity. And he said, you know, there was a little little things here and there that could have been better. Mm-hmm. But don't do it for the second concert. Are you available? yes, I'm available. And then from then on, it's been... Growth and development. Growth and development, you know? And again, uh, being involved with the Tito Puente estate has truly been a blessing because I just learned so much. Not just only, not only at Tito Puente, but it just all the musicians that played a role, you know? Jose Madera, Dandy Rodriguez, Absolutely. John Walsh, Pete Miranda, you know, all those musicians that played with Tito originally and, and building a connection with them the international salsa museum you see this is this all comes full circle absolutely you know and then also at the same time what i do like about tito Ponte jr is that he never anytime i ask him for some support and anything or a connection he is really quick to just say all right willie no problem and he'll get back to me like within five minutes or he'll give me a contact if i need to get in contact with he somebody. is
3: always there he is accessible he's supportive He's dynamic. Mm -hmm. He is everywhere. I think he's reproduced himself in such a way because uh, no one could understand how he could be here. Mm -hmm. He could be on the
4: West Coast. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. Everywhere. He is everywhere. And one thing I'll say is that a lot of people compare compare Tito Puente Jr. to his father. And they they say certain things like, you know, about Tito Puente Jr. But I always tell people nobody's ever going to be Tito Puente. Exactly. So to put that pressure on him is like, it's a lot. You know, just like any, just like any other Anything. child of a, of, a, of a big name like that. Um, so Tito Jr., no, not even Tito Jr., nobody will ever be Tito Puente. Exactly. Artists like Tito Puente come once in a lifetime. Correct. If not every other lifetime. Correct. You know, um, but what I do like about Tito Puente Jr. is the fact that he's keeping his father's music alive. Absolutely. He always talks about the importance of, of the youth to know this music and to push forward. And that's the same message that I have, but we're doing it with the International Salsa Museum on the grand, on in a grand scale, in the grand scale, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, that experience with Tito Puente Jr. has um, has been a blessing, and it's connected me to so many other families of musicians that now I'm speaking to that are also part of the uh, of the exhibitions that we're doing at the new, at the uh, International Salsa Museum.
3: Incredible, and with that. I have music of el maestro. Tito Puente queued up, so vamos con eso. <laughs> why he Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuned in, it is now 3.32, the second hour of the Sunday edition of Que Viva La Musica, its fourth installment, here with Willie Rodriguez. I should call him producer, Willie Rodriguez, (laughs) pianist, Willie Rodriguez, entrepreneur, uh Willie Rodriguez. Thank you. Mr. Todo. (laughs) All of that,
4: all of that, brother.
3: That's right. You know, friend. That's right. You know, Very we've known different.
4: each other for a while, man.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
4: and I'm just, I'm grateful to you, man, because I remember last time, uh, last time I saw you behind the mic was when we did the radio, sh- the other show. That German, German Santanas. Yes. yes. Caribe Latino. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gave us an opportunity there with La Excelencia and now we're here talking about the International Saucy Museum. So I'm just grateful uh, that you're so supportive, man. Thank absolutely, you. Well, please. I'm indebted to
3: this music. It's given me a voice. It's given me an opportunity, and uh, I'm I I vowed that if I had that opportunity, I would never never deny it to anyone else. Mm. And what Powerful. you're doing, what you're doing, is empowering everybody, empowering this music, empowering it to continue to inform, uh, to motivate, mm-hmm. to give it a, a give, it, give it its own voice. Yeah,
4: yeah, and you know, and, and thank you for mentioning that. I I want people to know that with the International Salsa Museum. Uh, this has nothing to do about me. Yes, we're talking about me and my trajectory because I really want you, i want the public to understand my come up and my come from. But in reality, when the Interna- International Social Museum opens up, hopefully crossing our fingers at the Kingsbridge Armory in the Bronx. <laughs> that's the place where it's going to take place? That's where we want it to take place. It uh. all depends on the city and the politics and all that good stuff. We're, we're, submitted, we're submitting our proposal uh, for it. Um, but I'm saying all this to say that it's not about me at the end of the day. This museum is going to be for all of us for families to come through from every from everywhere in the world. We're a place where people can come through a hundred we're asking for a hundred thousand square feet you know a hundred thousand square feet. That for particular salsa.
3: that particular place uh, it, it's in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's been there for decades
4: since 1917.
3: I remember that years ago, if I'm not mistaken, were there events being held there? Yes. I think in the 70s and 80s, I think events were held there, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared uh, of usage.
4: Yeah, well, uh, t- we were just talking about Tito Puente before. Yes. Um, I was having a conversation with one of the musicians, and he actually told me that in the 40s, Tito Puente used to do events at the Kingsbridge Armory. In the Can you believe 40s. that? In the 40s. In wow. the 40s. And I was born in 1982. Ever since I was born, I've never seen anything happening in that building. Correct, place. correct. You know, it's been, a, it's just in there. It's a disservice service to the community. I, I agree. I you agree. Know? And so now we want to take, we want to take that space. And, a, and I always say this: a place that was meant for war, because that, that, that is called the Kingsbridge Army for a reason. It was built in 1917 or even earlier during World War One. And so now, a place that was meant for war, we want to turn it into a place for community, for unity for togetherness, education... Absolutely. Um, to, ...to inspire just... N- not directly inspire just the community, but to inspire the whole world and make an example of, like, this is what salsa deserves. and needs this. Because why is it that... Why is it that they're... Okay, I'm happy that the hip-hop museum is opening up. That's been oh, a absolutely. long time absolutely. coming. Absolutely. And they deserve yeah, the recognition. A hundred percent. They deserve it. But there's a country museum... There's a uh, there's a museum on food. There's a museum on practically everything. Slime. There's a museum on ice cream. You know. There's a museum on trap music. Yeah, down the in transit. Atlanta. The transit has its museum. Transit museum. Yes, yes. But how come salsa cannot? How come salsa doesn't have a home? It's attempted.
3: Uh, there's been a, a, a one or two attempts throughout the course of the years. Uh, off air, we were talking about uh, remembering the uh, salsa museum that was shortly lived on 3rd Avenue. Yes. And I remember that very clearly. I was uh, enraptured by it at the time because I said this is the only place where you could actually see artifacts that came about of, mm-hmm. of the music. And then as soon as it came, as soon it disappeared.
4: And that's the thing.
3: Like, And we won't go into the details. No, no, no. We won't no, go into no, the no, details no, no, no because, it, no because things
4: happen. And 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 let's not, I don't want to uh, take away from other people that have also started their own salsa museum galleries. Absolutely. You know, we want to, uh, want to, Say here through the air, live, right now, through you guys. Um, we're open to working with other organizations out there that are looking to establish uh, or teach the history of salsa music. Oh, absolutely. Um, but when I'm talking about a museum, I'm literally ta- I'm talking about 100,000 square feet. Okay. How does the idea come about, first of all? No. The idea. Yeah. So the idea of the museum came about in 2021, in mm-hmm. the beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. when my co-founder, Manny Tavares and Ilyales Reyes were having a conversation about salsa music. Okay. And Manny was asking Lily, hey, is there anywhere where I can bring my family to learn about salsa music in New York City? And Lily said, I, I don't know, but I have a friend of mine that is in the industry and he would probably know. And that would be you. And that would be me. <laughs> so she called me with Manny on the line, and they they were asking me questions about it. And I said, you know what? I don't know of any place right now that you can go and take your whole family that's open to the public where you can learn about salsa and its history. Um, and then Manny, being the having the background that he has, said, why don't we start a salsa museum? And I said, you know what? I didn't even think about it, man. I just said, let's go for it. Because at the end of the day, if we don't do this now, it's not going to happen. It's going to be lost. It's going to be lost. And the yeah. time is now. And again, not discrediting the salsa galleries that are out there. We really want to work with you. We want to work with everybody, especially the one in, in Lexington. That's Johnny Cruz, my good friend, Johnny Cruz. Yes. yes, Johnny Cruz, his gallery, and also in Colombia, I know that there's another uh, museum happening over there. Mm. Um, but again, and then not diminishing their efforts at all whatsoever. Understood. But in 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 our opinion between Manny, Lily, and the community that we've spoken to. Salsa deserves a place where families from all over the world, people from all over the world can come, have a good time, invest in the community, take a look at the, 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 the city or, uh, or the county, or the borough, mm-hmm. El Condado de la Salsa, come to the Bronx, you know, learn about the Bronx, learn about how the Bronx impacted Salsa, uh, why is it called El Condado de la Salsa, um and just a place where where people can can come freely and, and really learn and not not only just learn but leave inspired and empowered in wanting to share this with their grandkids and the future generations to come. There's a reason why we wanted it. We wanted it at the Kingsbridge Armory. It's a fortress. Exactly. It's it's, it's protected. It, <laughs> it's protected. It's protected. And so we want this museum to 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 live on beyond our years. Que cuando tú y yo no vayamos de aquí, de este planeta, que los hijos de nosotros y los lo, lo, grandkids, los nietos, los nietos, los nietos yes. that everybody will enjoy it, you know?
3: Absolutely. Without going into much detail, because I know that this is uh, to be continued in terms of the development, what are one of the difficulties in proceeding and moving forward with this museum?
4: One, the, uh, one of the difficulties, I'll name a few. Okay. Uh, but one, one of the difficulties is um, funding. Funding. You know, funding. just so people know, we're a 501c3. We're trademarked and everything. We're officially a 501c3. We're a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And so we're really asking for the public to, to uh, give us a helping hand and donate some funds so that, because donate some funds for two things. Mm -hmm. one to build out the museum which is going to cost is going to be in the millions and millions of dollars right and then the other part is for our educational programming or yeah for our for our our various programming programs that we look to create and right now we're not going to wait for the International Salsa Museum to be built we can we can already start with music programming now you know putting into the communities now because these kids we all know this these kids need an outlet especially in the Bronx absolutely There needs to be an outlet. And so we are grateful and we're we're grateful and thankful to the NYPD, the options program, because they reached out to us uh, a few months ago. Uh, Actually, no, they reached out to us last year saying, hey, we want to start a music program with you guys. And although it hasn't kicked off uh, between ISM and the NYPD, we are in conversations. So all the money that's donated at this current moment, if you go to our website, www.internationalsouthsandmuseum.org, and you donate, all that money is being collected so that we can start a music program in the Bronx. Now, our plan looking forward is not just to have the music program in the Bronx in various schools. We want to we want the program to be all throughout the city, and it's going to be a music program that's taught by us, um, by us to the to the youth, to the young adults. And when I say by us, I'm talking about the musicians that are in the scene right now, the professionals yes. that are doing this. Uh, the Willie Rodriguez's, the Bobby Allende's. bobby I'm throwing your name out there—the <laughs> uh, the Bobby Allende's of the world, the Marquignones—you know those people that play with Mark Anthony, those musicians that are really out there um, doing their thing—can can come and, and, and teach teach the youth uh, and young adults of all uh, adults of all ages, uh, basically. But um, and aside from that, the programs that we're also looking to create are we're looking to create a senior citizen dance program where we go to senior citizen homes and we use salsa dancing as a form of exercising for seniors. I know a few dancers out there that are already doing it and they and the seniors love. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
3: no no no, Lo gozan, lo gozan, se acuerdan gozan. Sus buenos tiempos. Exacto. If if someone were listening to this program or going to listen to the podcast because this show will be on a podcast uh at least by tomorrow, I hope. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, how can they go about helping to fund or to inform others to fund? You can go to International Salsa Museum's website. So it's org. So you have to write out the, the, exa- the entire
3: word. Yeah, uh, yeah. International.
4: A, sorry about that. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but Uh And you can go on there and just donate. You can donate as little as $1. Okay. Honestly, just $1. It's okay. It goes a long way. Um, and then other sources that you can follow us, you can go to our Instagram. We have a very live and active Instagram page at INTL. So that's abbreviated international. Mm-hmm. So INTL Salsa Museum.
3: Which I follow, which I follow. Very uh, interesting, your posts. Gracias, gracias. Especially, as you, you mentioned earlier, uh, the, the the unity of uh, Rainbow. or uh, Yes, Yoli, Yoli. see si. and uh Tito Puente jr that that wonderful in the pop-up was wonderful wonderful Thank you. Uh, you what you saw obviously you saw them the children but in if you look deep into the picture you saw uh, mom and dad there you know yeah uh, yeah, yeah that's what I, I saw that's what I saw especially I, that those wonderful pictures that were at the pop-up ladies and gentlemen I wish many of you experienced that because it was beyond beyond our wildest dreams we saw bits and pieces of many artists some that are still with us and a number that are no longer with us and we uphold their their legacies especially la lupe yeah Uh, a letter and you see and pictures uh with you know because she unfortunately she experienced a fire uh during the, the posterior point of her career and they were able to salvage these pictures, and you see them. You see the burn marks on the edges of these pictures, mm-hmm. so you see the authenticity of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the letter that she uh, wrote on her, you know, typewriter, typewriter mm-hmm. uh, exhorting the uh, promoters to hire her. Uh, to play to make money so that she could uh, continue with. And I remember that she said this at a, one of her last concerts, one of the fundraisers they did at Club Broadway. Mm-hmm. She mentioned it. Please, uh, I want to sell. I want to sell this to you, the promoter, so that you can hire me, so I can make money to support my children and mm-hmm. and, and reignite my career.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, incredible. Wow, thank you. Wow, you saw that. I like, did. I, I wasn't in the I room did. when you were there. I was outside talking. Correct. But thank you for pointing that out. I mean. Can I just give a shout out Absolutely. and, say, no, and no. say thank you to everybody that played a role in the in the pop-up museum? Uh, first of all, I have to say thank you to Janice Torres uh, from the Brand Phoenix. She has been the PR person, our cur- curator, uh, designer. She, she wore so many hats, and she worked so hard. We all worked really hard. Um, but I just want to give a special thank you to Janice Torres for really um, um, just shining light and helping, supporting, giving it all she had. Um, she's the actual, she's actually the person that's been in contact with, uh, Rainbow. Um, and she helped bring it all together, but also want to give a special shout out to Alan Spatz, the photographer, Uh, our brother, (laughs) (laughs) he had amazing photography there. We want to give a special shout out to Artie Ramos.
3: Yes. From side street. A great donation. That (laughs) book of pictures. So many people that I was able to recognize that I know. And I wish, I hope. They were at, some of them were at the uh, old school dance, and I hope mm-hmm. they got a chance to pop in and
4: see the pop-up. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, that, that album. I mean, and there was more. already had more, but we just didn't have enough space to display it all. Good enough. You don't <laughs> have to give it all in It was very shot. tasteful. Yes. Uh, also, shout out to, thank you, and thank you to Luis Figueroa from Sony. Oh, yeah. Uh One of the young rising stars that's coming up in the game right now. The International Salsa Museum is not only going to highlight the legends, but we also want to support... The future generation absolutely so at the pop-up we were able to um to offer or to give uh, space to luis figueroa i saw that, um, I saw that. and and sh- and sh- you know sh- shine light on his artistry and where he's going and his trajectory uh, also, Cynthia Alonso, Caris Alonso, which is the Cuban photographer mm. that was there, award-winning Cuban photographer with amazing cultural pictures, and her images are just fantastic. Yes, yes. Um, also, the Ralph Irizarry family was yes, there. Yes, yes. Ralph Irizarry, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. You know, um, the, the entire family showed up. And thank you, oh, special wow. shout out to Marisa, his daughter, nice. for helping me, helping us curate the exhibit for Ralph Irizarry. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing some other people as well. Oh, Taíno image—we have some, we have some, yes. th- some Taíno um, uh, a- items there uh, from the Taíno tribe. Yes. Um, that's deeply embedded into our DNA as well. Absolutely. Uh, Art Man Dan—he's the one that did all those fantastic portraits of Johnny Pacheco and Willie Colon. Yeah. You know, give have, give him a shout out as well, and the Tito Puente estate as well for all the artifacts that they uh, loan to us so that we can display.
3: So you see, ladies and gentlemen, if you're able to contribute any amount to help uh, continue this hard work and effort to maintain our music in the eye of the public and in the classrooms, in the learning aspect of Mm -hmm. our children, uh,
4: please help out and go to... www.internationalsouthsidemuseum.org Oh, yeah. yeah, and also I, I didn't mention two. Yes, we also highlighted Eddie Torres. Mm-hmm, I saw that, uh, the amazing mambo dancer. Yes, salsa dancer, and also Alfonso Panama. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Panama uh, was Alfonso, Alfonso Panama Joseph was el bajista de Arsenio Rodriguez.
3: Yes, I saw that. That was in the far when you walked into the far to left. the far left. Left. Yeah, yes. the,
4: we had a huge base. Yes, I saw there. that. And just so you guys know, again, audience, por favor, escuching, how hard we're really working to make this happen. We individually, we went to everybody's household to pick up these items. Really? These these items are sensitive, man. I know. No, I know that. I know that. And they're delicate. And if it was if it was not, uh, I know I had a um, Janice uh, was able to Janice Torres was able to uh, get some of. Uh, Yoli's stuff, La Lupe stuff,
3: and and I want to make a mention. We do want to apologize to anyone that might have felt a certain way, but you know, certain photography uh, was not mm. allowed in certain areas. But it's only to to give respect where respect is due. Yes, uh, you know.
4: I think. And thank,
3: you for, damn, man, you're on it, man. <laughs> I was thank there. You. I was there. I'm supportive of it, and I understand. No,
4: thank you, thank you. Yeah, the, we were very limited with photography there because we just had to respect. We wanted to respect the exhibitors, you know? Absolutely. Um, so like I was saying, we, we we went to these people's houses to pick up these items. Wow. And the next day, when we were done on Sunday, that Monday, I was going back to everybody's house to drop it off. Wow. Because we don't have the International Salsa Museum at this current moment. Does Although we don't have a home, neither do we have, or we're currently working on getting a storage space. But until the museum's not open, we don't want to be responsible for any other items in a storage room,
3: exactly where it needs
4: to be in a certain
3: climate, yes, and conditioned in a certain way, yes, uh, totally, totally understood. Uh, something that comes to mind is Bo- Boys Harbor, mm-hmm. where you know you had your beginnings and yes. uh, part of your foundation. That no longer is around to be appreciated, and yeah. and many of the items that uh, El Señor Rodriguez had in his possession. Uh, we have no idea where it is. If he has it in a storage, we have no clue. Ramon okay. Rodriguez, yes. if you're
4: out there, if you're listening, please give me a call. Uh, I've been wanting to get in contact with you. Just wanted to mention, I've, I've been wanting to get in contact with Ramon for a while. And uh, I know I will get in contact with oh, him at some point. Absolutely. But um, Boys Harbor played such a role in my life. Because that's where I used to go to, yes, I played with Clavia Azul. But Boys Harbor was where everybody was rehearsing.
3: I, I saw that. I was able to see two or three of them. I, I wasn't participant at that time, but I did get to see. And the school was intense. Everybody that it was, was there, everybody who was someone at the time, who is, still is and, and was up and coming, would go there just to learn and appreciate and see our artists, our favorite artists, perform. practice and get ready for a performance that was the place to go to
4: yeah it definitely was the place it's actually where the people from la excelencia found me it was there um but i i I like to say thank you to ramon rodriguez giving him a shout out because he he saw me and he involved me in the workshop that they used to have they used to have these uh these workshops where you can just come in and play yes sorry but you just come in and play and um, he sat me in in a few of those, and I was able to play, you know, Uste Abuso and all these, which is why it's on the playlist. Yes, yes, uh, and, and it's coming. <laughs> no,
3: I, I have it ready. I have it ready, too. Also, a special mention to uh, Luis, Barso. Ah, Luis Basso. Yes.
4: Ah, and Luis Basso, también. I know he's been wanting to get in contact with me as well, and I am so sorry. Again, we've, we're a very small, tight-knit group, and um, we're trying to get to everybody as much as we can. Uh, Just bear with us. Absolutely, let's go to some music. Yeah,
3: because we're coming to the end of the second hour. Let's do it. Three fifty-two, and we're here with Willie Rodriguez. We're learning, we're appreciating, and we're motivating all to help this cause, which is the International Salsa Museum, which is to be located in the Bronx, El Condado de la Salsa. So stay tuned.
0: Listening to the essential WFDU FM HD1 Teenek, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz and worldwide at WFDU.fm. 89.1 And we're back. We're
3: back, ladies and gentlemen. Here on que Viva La Musica, the iconic show created by Vicky Sola, continued by Marisol Cerdeira Rodriguez, King Louis Vasquez. And yours truly, Jose Calderon. Aquí con Willy
4: Rodriguez. Aquí estamos en vivo.
3: Ah, vaya. Y si mm-hmm. están en sintonia, hemos hablado mucho, muchas cosas buenas. Eh, y todo positivo. Sí. Todo positivo. Y we're going to continue. We're going to continue to conversing. There's a lot of uh, terrain to, to explore <laughs> here. For sure, it is, man. And we touched upon on the uh, Salsa Museum. And where are we taking it now? What. You had you have something written down that you yeah. wanted to uh, yeah, well specifically explain.
4: Well, what no, what I have what I have written down here is like just listing every because there's so much to talk about. So I just have some pointers here to to kind of like direct the the conversation because just again so many layers, not only to me as a person but to the museum itself. Absolutely. And so what I was saying, what I, what I would like to say again is that this museum is not it's not about me. It's not about Jose. It's not about anybody else but the legacy of, of our legends and where we pushing this forward for the future um, we're really working really hard around the clock to make things happen and um, it's only been two years man like we, we really because st- we made the announcement we made the announcement on June 15th of 2021 mm-hmm. right and I remember saying to my partners I said listen if I get involved please understand that there's no plan B. So we have to move forward with this because our culture depends on it, Angry. you know, and again, not diminishing the other salsa galleries that are out there. We want to work with you, but we do need a space that's going to be uh, big enough to house all the items that we really want to showcase in there because we're not only looking to focus on the big name artists. We're also going to reach out aside from Tito Puente, the Celia, the Johnny Pacheco's of the world, the Mark Anthony's, the Hiberto Santa Rosa's. The eight, those big stars. Mm-hmm. What about the musicians, man? Behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. What yes. about, you know, uh, Pete Miranda?
3: Absolutely. You
4: know, the Rafa Rosaris of the world. Yes. You know, the uh, the Bobby Allende, the Marquinones, the Arturo Ortiz, you Some. know, like all those guys. Like, without the musicians, imagínate.
3: You know, you mentioned them and many of them uh, I have the fortune of knowing and they're as big as anybody else that you've mentioned before. To me, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah to yeah. you too. You know? Yeah,
4: yeah, but imagine the world coming to you know somebody from Germany and seeing an image, let's say of um Bobby. I'm sorry, I'm using your name, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like seeing seeing an exhibit on Bobby Allende.
3: exactly, and saying, "Who is this? Who is this?"
4: Yeah, and his role, the role that he played yeah. in the music industry, which is, I mean, his his role is. Astonishing. Well, the fact that he's he's a a child prodigy,
3: you know, uh, says a lot, you know. Yeah,
4: exactly. And the world deserves to see that and know about who he was and his contributions to the world. And like um, uh, Bobby Bonilla, like what about these Richie Bonilla?
3: Benny and Richie, the brothers. Yes, they both have uh, heavy hands uh, dig deep into this music. Yes. Absolutely.
4: Yes. And the Alan Spatz of the world. Yes. And the uh, Artie Ramos. Yes. People need to know. These the, need to know about who these people are and their contribution to salsa music, because honestly, ¿quién, ¿Quién es un artista si no tiene el apoyo de a club or a promoter or a booking agent? Well, it's funny because in this day and age,
3: there are very few clubs. Mm-hmm. Now everything are lounges. In New York. In New York. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In other parts of the world, there there are clubs, there are you know lounges, there are mm-hmm. venues yeah. that it can accommodate. Mm-hmm. musicians and meet this type of music but mm-hmm. you know uh, in our own backyard it's kind of difficult as and as compared to how it was two and three decades ago when there were a dime a dozen
4: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen the stories that I hear I, I I mean musicians tell me these stories that like man we used to perform uh, uh, six eight ten times a week yeah I'm like how yeah you know but they used to tell me that all these clubs were just available and they were just go from one club to the other
3: and the after hours afterwards and the after hours yes. afterwards
4: at a very cheap rate for yeah. everybody to go in, and, and enjoy you know the Palladium I think it was uh, I heard somebody say you can go to the Palladium and for five dollars or something like that you hear three bands or like a dollar or oh, something it, like it that it was even less than that yeah, uh, uh, yeah. even yeah. less than that yeah. yeah, you know so so with the International Sauce Museum like our goal is to really highlight um, not, not just highlight but just tell the story The true story of how salsa came about. Understanding, I always say this, that salsa is just the umbrella term. Absolutely. I have a very
3: interesting question that came into mind, and I'm just going to shoot it. Sure. What are one of the misconceptions that you've learned throughout the course of time of salsa? Something that you thought was one way that appears differently, or you were taught or or understand it differently. I caught you off guard. I'm sorry. Yeah,
4: repeat that one more time.
3: One of the misconceptions that you've, been, uh, that you've learned about in recent times.
4: I wouldn't say misconceptions because I, I've, I've done a lot of digging.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: What really has really uh, triggered my heart is the stories that I've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, the stories of the struggle. Because we see what we see on TV and what we see on videos and what we hear It's all grand and it's shiny, you know, it's bright, it's shiny. But when you really dig deep and you listen to the stories of some of these musicians and artists and what they've been through, that to me has been like the eye-opening thing for me. That's really been like, wow, like you really went through that. Mm -hmm. But you have hit records, you have records all over the world and you don't have a dollar. Like that to me has been the most... An eye opener, right? A serious eye opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the misconception, you know, <laughs> when it comes, to, when people tell me, actually, recently I went to, I was at an event mm-hmm. and somebody came up to me and said, Willie, they, they, they were having, him and another person were having an argument. And they're like, Willie, where do you think salsa comes from? And I'm like, I said, look, it's a very sensitive subject. I know, <laughs> I know in my mind, I know what I know about salsa music. I know the history and I know the knowledge, but I've noticed that when you approach a certain people, that's very uh, stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it, and it becomes uh, it becomes a a uh, an attack. It's, it's a, an a, attack, a, yeah, an attack. So when people ask me that, you know, for me, the 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 roots of salsa come from Africa. Absolutely, definitely comes from Africa. You know, and then it made its way through the Caribbean. And it did its thing in the Caribbean, in Cuba. montuno, Mambo, in Puerto Rico, in la República Dominicana. Like, it just... It evolved. It, it evolved in the Caribbean. Cuba played a major part in all of that, right? But it evolved in the Caribbean, and it made its way up to New York. The sounds made its way up to New York. But the converse, from the conversations that I've been having with people, many of them, they get very defensive. And so I always... Try to just—is that be... from a
3: musician's per- perspective, or is that from
4: uh, a, a, an aficionado, somebody that enjoys the music, and, and both. both, 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 both. So then, that's why I always what I tell people is that with the International Sauce Museum, yes, there's a lot of research that's been done, mm-hmm. but we also have to do our own digging and dig even deeper. And there are misconceptions. Even, even a lot of them. everybody makes their mistakes. Uh,
3: you know, interpretations mm-hmm. I- is important to understand. It's it's a point of view, but it sometimes it cannot be a fact because it's not proven or it's simply not true.
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's a lot of people out here that are saying the wrong things about the history of salsa. And so, I have to, as co-founder of the museum and me being like the face of this. I have to approach it in a way that's respectable to them mm-hmm. without diminishing what they're trying to say, but also teach them respectfully that that information is not accurate and that and that there's more information out there uh, that hasn't been said that needs to be said.
3: Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's why we're here. Y por eso pedimos disculpas, y eso, eso viene a continuación, discúlpeme señora, ¿te parece? Yes, yes, ahí viene, ahí viene. Ahí viene. Oh, can I share a quick story? Absolutely, so? please, so, and and ladies and gentlemen, the music that we're listening to are from the playlist that Willie has construed for the show, and many of them
4: come from what you've felt, you've grown up with, you've evolved with, tell us. So, Disculpame Señora. The reason why it's on the playlist is because when I was 16 years old, uh, uh, Clavia Azul, the group that I mentioned before, we did a performance at uh, El Consulado de la República Dominicana's office, and José Alberto Canario was there along with Celia Cruz. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, a bunch of kids, and we ask El Canario, Hey, do you want? Would you like to come up and just do a song with us? And he and Canario goes, What song do you guys gonna? Are you guys gonna play? And we said, We know. We learned how to play Disculpa, Señora. The youngest kid in the band is nine years old. Oh my God. The oldest is 18. And so, as as children, we played discúlpame me señora. And Canario, we started playing, Canario turned back. And he goes, Pero venga, acá, ustedes tocan esto mejor que la banda mía. <laughs>
1: you know? So
4: that's why discúlpame me señora is on the list. Vaya, pues vamos con memories, me señora. Con eh. el
3: maestro, José Alberto Canario. ¿Cuándo es? Bueno, son las 4 y 16 de la tarde aquí en la ciudad de Nueva York, New Jersey, donde estoy yo ubicado. Y están escuchando a que viva la música el programa de Vicky Sola con Marisol, con King Louis, con este servidor José Calderón. Y bueno, aquí si han estado en sintonía están escuchando la voz de Willie Rodríguez que está aquí conmigo en compañía aquí en la estación. Y también tengo a una persona especial con la cual vamos a conversar en estos momentos, eh, directamente desde Puerto Rico, el señor Ángel Papote Alvarado, que viene eh, tumbando paredes tum- y haciendo estragos en la ciudad de Nueva York próximamente, y nos va a detallar un poquito acerca de lo que acontece. Papote, ¿cómo estás?
7: Saludos, José, saludos, un fuerte abrazo a ti, a William la- en el estudio en sintonía todas las personas que están en sintonía ahora verdaderamente muchas bendiciones y un abrazo bien grande desde acá desde ponce Puerto Rico todo bien todo bien no
3: no ahora que tú estás aquí en línea mejor todavía
7: ah, qué chévere qué chévere esa energía muy buena vaya, qué bueno vaya. qué bueno tú sabes
3: que claro. para la audiencia que están escuchando Ángel Papote Alvarado viene con su grupo Esencia el sábado 30 de septiembre a Hostos Community College, a Hostos Center for the Arts. Vaya, cuéntanos un poquito de lo que acontece ese día en especial.
7: Eso ha se para nosotros primero que nada pues agradecido, ¿verdad?, por la oportunidad que me da este de expresarme y pues mira, este sabe este próximo sábado 30 de septiembre pues esperamos estar ya allá en la ciudad de Nueva York llevando nuestra bomba, nuestra plena, nuestra salsa, ¿verdad? Este esencia Como sabe, pues una banda de ya de alrededor de 27 años formada. Estamos celebrando recientemente pues nuestro más reciente trabajo, el Tren de la Sabrosura. Pues aquí en Puerto Rico, pues, ¿verdad? Por pues la Fundación Nacional para la Cultura Popular lo, lo, lo premió como el disco del año. Felicidades. Eh, estamos trabajando con nuestros géneros, verdad, este, lo que es la música negra nosotros, la, la música afroborico, la bomba y la pena y la salsa y vamos a estar allí ese, este próximo presentando parte de ese trabajo, parte de nuestra trayectoria, este, y vamos con un invitado especial, este, el señor Pichi Pérez, este, ah, yeah. el cantante de la Sonora, que va a estar allá con nosotros, verdad, este, participando también como invitado, Pichi es parte de, de lo, uno de los, de los invitados de, de nuestra producción, ¿verdad? este nuevo disco que hicimos pues tuvimos el honor de trabajar con algunos compañeros y colegas como Pichi, Moncho Rivera, el, el señor Hilberto Santa Rosa, el señor José Alberto El Canario, Jimmy Bosch, y unos cuantos, yo sé que muchos de esos panas suyos, hermanos suyos allá en la ciudad, verdad, la,
6: claro. este,
7: pues vamos a estar este, tuvimos el honor de grabar junto a ellos este esta producción. En esta, en esta ocasión me, nos acompaña Pichi, y entonces pues abriendo la noche, pues vamos a tener allí nuestro hermano este Jovo Rodríguez con su sacado acá y Anthony Carrillo en la dirección de, de dicho trabajo yo soy los que nos abren antesala de, de, de lo que será el show que esperamos que, que ¿verdad? Pues la gente los invitamos para que lleguen disfruten de, 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 de todo ese manjar musical que en ese viaje musical de lo que es la salsa, la bomba y la plena nuestra
3: Vaya, cuando llega Ángel Papote Alvarado a la música, especialmente a la música negra, a la música de Bomba y Plena, ¿dónde se situaba la música? O, a tu punto de vista, ¿dónde estaba la música y dónde crees que lo has elevado con tus esfuerzos?
7: Pues fíjate, José, yo entiendo que este, yo soy oriundo de aquí del barrio La Cuarta en Ponce este, hasta lo que yo, por, por lo menos, ¿verdad? el género de lo que es La Plena, este pues lo que he investigado y lo que he trabajado pues ¿verdad? por ahí uno sigue investigando pues la plena es un género puertorriqueño pero que la historia pues pues nos dice que nace aquí en Ponce en la joya del Castillo y para mi la aportación más grande verdad mirándolo desde ese punto de vista este nosotros como eh, a nivel de orquesta como grupo cuando nosotros comenzamos hace 27 años atrás en nuestra área mayormente los grupos eran pues, más folclóricos verdad este a nivel de, de panderos este tambores y quizás una cuerda, nosotros desde el arranque, pues quisimos hacer algo más orquestado, en este caso, pues con trombones, este, evocando de esa época de Mon Rivera, de Willy Colón, que pues venimos de esa, de esa base verdad, que, claro. que, que impactó mucho en el crecimiento nuestro, este, y entonces pues entiendo yo que, que, que en esta lucha que llevamos con nuestra música, además de, de, de dirigir lo que es la banda Como tal esencia, pues llevo ya alrededor de 25 años realizando aquí lo que es el Festival Nacional afrocaribeño caribeno en Ponce, ¿verdad? Que tiene una labor educativa, social, este a nivel de, de lo que es el evento. Y entendemos que nosotros, pues eso es parte de la resistencia, parte de la lucha. Y entonces, viendo en ese viaje, pues yo creo que tuvimos la oportunidad, ¿verdad? De, de, de hacer, ya hemos hecho siete discos, y entre esos siete discos, pues hay, hay una nominación un Grammy en el, en el 2011. Y, y entiendo pues que ahí hay una un gran legado una aportación a nuestra música verdad cuando uno viene dejando ya esa huella eh, dando dando la ducha por la música nuestra pues pues yo creo que que es coger y, y, y llevarla al máximo nivel y seguirla por lo menos grabando y, y dejando un legado para para los que vengan después pues verdad pues pues tengan algo ahí de lo que se ha hecho y mantenerla viva que eso es parte de, de nuestro trabajo y nuestra misión
3: Claro que sí, claro que sí. Y cu- cuéntame, bueno, muchas felicidades primeramente por esa nominación, segundo por ser eh, por recibir eh, el reconocimiento por eh, disco del año, ¿verdad? Y Seguro. gracias. ¿y, cuál, gracias. Y, ¿Y hacia dónde va Papote Alvarado y Grupo Esencia? Dime la dirección donde va, aparte de Nueva York, porque vienen para el Bronx. <risas> ah,
7: sí, así, pues fíjate, nosotros recientemente pues hemos estado, sabes, como banda pues Hemos tenido la oportunidad de, 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 de con nuestro trabajo de estar... Eh, recientemente estuvimos en Chicago, hace como dos o tres meses estuvimos en el en Elite Festival en Nuevo Orleans. Nice. Ahora este Dios mediante esperamos tener la oportunidad de poner la gente a gozar allá en Nueva York, a toda esa gente nuestra. Y parte de nuestra meta es este con nuestro próximo proyecto pues seguir abriendo esas puertas Eh, toda esa área toda esa área esto, de los Estados Unidos toda esa, esa este, cultura latina eh, eh, de, de Puerto Rico y demás ¿verdad? que no hemos tenido la oportunidad de, de llegarles es tratar de abrir esos espacios eh, para que se conozca y se siga ¿verdad? este conociendo un poquito más de, de nuestra música que como yo digo en los tiempos de cortivo y maelo, pues eso fue para allá para el 50 y 60 verdad y tanto uh-huh. nos, nos pusieron a gozarnos con nuestra música la pusieron en el mapa a nivel mundial claro que sí. Pues yo entiendo verdad que, que en estos momentos en nuestro prai, en nuestro país nuestra música nuestra bomba y nuestra persona está bien viva en el pueblo pero necesitamos llevarla a estos grandes escenarios, a estos festivales, a, esta, a estas áreas, ¿verdad? Como como así lo hizo en algún momento Cortino Male, porque esta música es rica en su ritmo, sabrosa, como la salsa, y yo creo que esa es, 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 es parte de la misión y parte de lo que queremos abrir estas próximas puertas, ¿verdad? Para, para seguir expandiendo nuestra música.
3: Claro que sí, claro que sí. ¿Cómo ves la juventud con la música de bomba y Plena, especialmente en Puerto Rico y donde quiera que se presentan?
7: Pues mira mi hermano, yo te tengo que serte este eh, como te dije ahorita, yo eh, llevo dos sombreros aquí, los dos los llevo a la, a la mano. Uno es pues como como un gestor cultural y del comunitario, ¿verdad? Pero y a la misma vez llevando lo que es lo artístico a nivel del grupo Esencia, y como te dije, aquí la, la juventud y el y, la, y en la masa popular está más viva que nunca nuestra música. Vaya, vaya. Pero Aquí necesitamos ese empuje más de de parte de las agencias gubernamentales, ¿verdad? Para que se nos haga un poquito más fácil, tal tal vez, llevar nuestra música a las mismas patronales, a festivales, que siempre se se le da el espacio, pero tengo que decirlo como un gestor cultural y una persona que está en resistencia por esta música de lucha, ¿verdad? Pues hay que estar luchando muchísimo para que eso suceda. Claro. Y hay veces que que volvemos a lo mismo, una cosa es que esté viva en el pueblo, que todo el mundo la goce, que se viva, que se hagan eventos, se hagan plenazos, se hagan bombazos, pero este se necesita un poquito más de espacio y un poquito más de conciencia de, a nivel gubernamental. y y de los llamados promotores y demás de todo este tipo de música, ¿verdad? Que que, que ponga un poquito más de de presencia y un poquito más de conciencia con nuestra música.
3: Sumamente, sumamente importante, hermano. Y yo creo que si te si te dan un espacio a ti, especialmente para los dirigentes, quizás les pueda llegar con esa idea, porque es muy importante. Sí, muy
7: importante. Eso es parte y eso es parte de la lucha. Eso es parte de lo que de lo que se viene realizando por muchos años, ¿verdad? Y, y y pues mientras el papá Dios nos dé salud y nos dé fuerza pues es parte de lo que de lo que se quiere seguir haciendo como, como abriendo desrumbando esa esa a veces esas murallas que se, se aparecen en el camino, ¿verdad? Para que el que venga atrás se le haga un poquito más fácil.
3: Claro que sí, claro que sí, abriendo brechas. Eh, cuéntanos sí, un poquito de lo que se acontece. Aparte de que ya sabemos, viene el maestro Héctor Pichi Pérez, viene Yoba. Eh, cuéntanos un poquito de lo que se acontece esa noche, esa noche especial, el sábado pues, 30. Pues, mire,
7: de parte nuestra, nosotros vamos con un show bien, bien variado que recorre... Este, algunas etapas de nuestra nuestra trayectoria como como grupo. este casualmente estamos hace ahora para el 20 ahora mismo 2023 20, hace 20 años que nosotros tuvimos el honor de trabajar un, una producción con el maestro Don Titecure Alonso nice. eh, por cierto fue el último más este última producción que hizo el maestro en vida tuve el honor de que que coprodujera ese disco eh, para el 2003 antes de su muerte y sus últimas letras inéditas quedan ahí, va a haber parte de ese repertorio, va a haber parte de lo que hemos venido haciendo, la trayectoria verdad de de estos 27 años, algunos temas con algunos colegas que, aunque no estén allí, verdad por ejemplo, pues tal vez hagamos algunos de los temas que han estado sonando, algunos con El Canario, otros con Gilberto, aunque no estén, pero han estado, han estado pegados esos temas aquí, ¿verdad? y es claro. parte de lo que precisamos presentar, y bien importante que va a ser un viaje bien musical, bien cultural, bien, con mucho respeto, hacia nuestra música hacia hacia tener esa esa conciencia verdad de de, de, de aportarle ese viaje musical bien con una fusión bien afrocaribeña, caribeña sabes vamos a tener la plena directo al alma como decimos nosotros la plena fusionada con timba con zongo con mozambique tú, ¿tú sabes vaya, vaya. es un viaje bien bien bonito bien cultural y y, y los invito a que lleguen allí porque y adicional a eso, pues tener a Pichi allí junto a nosotros también, que va a estar interpretando algunos temas de los que estuvimos haciendo recientemente, pues va a ser algo, una, una experiencia, y, 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 y quién más decir que el trabajo de Yoba, ¿verdad? Y, claro. y de, y de y nuestro hermano yo, yo, yo Rodríguez, que sabemos que es uno de calidad también, pues, pues yo entiendo que va a ser una noche bien especial.
3: Yo espero estar ahí presente para disfrutarlo eh, contigo, y para los que están escuchando en este momento... Eh, Papote y yo tenemos una conexión tan importante, para mí es sumamente importante, yo sé que para ti también, que tuvimos la dicha de compartir una grabación, aunque no directamente, pero sí estamos incluidos en una grabación. Cuéntale a la gente de de ese detalle, si te acuerdas.
7: Sí, el el detalle de nuestro hermano El Puchoro, está hablando de 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 la banda, tuvimos la oportunidad de trabajar algo ahí con ellos, este este muy bueno una bomba sabrosa que, que tuvimos la oportunidad de, de, de grabar recientemente eh, hace varios yo creo que hace como un año o dos atrás dos años y, dos años. y, y como dos años verdad
6: uh-huh, uh-huh.
7: La, la bomba sabrosa tremendo <risa> tema y espero que el hombre esté por allí también y parte de los muchachos eso un, un currete tremendo que, que, que nos dimos haciendo ese tema
3: claro que sí claro que sí papote yo te deseo una infinidad De salud, primeramente, porque sin salud no se puede seguir Amén. hacia adelante. Gracias. Y con mucha dicha, mucha dicha. Empeño lo tienes y mucha energía lo tienes también. Pero te deseo un, unas bendiciones, ya tú sabes, un viaje de bendiciones para ti, mi hermano.
7: y quiero... Gracias, hermano. Sí. Espero verte por allí próximamente. Yo espero ya estar el martes en el área, si Dios quiere, y la Virgen. Si Dios quiere. Este, voy a estar haciendo unas, unas cuantas este, ¿verdad? entrevistas y unas cositas allá en el área. Y los muchachos ya llegan el jueves. Vaya. Y nada, espero por ahí en esa, entre ese viaje musical y que vamos a estar por allí conocernos y hablar un ratito y más allá compartir un rato. Claro Así que, que sí. mi hermano, sí. agradecido y muchas bendiciones para ti y toda la gente en sintonía y sí, a Willy que está allí contigo.
4: Saluda Willy, a Willy, saluda, saluda.
7: Ah, espérate. Ah. Ajá.
4: Saludos, saludos este, gracias, Saludos hermano, gracias. muchas
7: bendiciones para usted
4: Igualmente, igualmente Nos no vamos a conectar de este con José Nos hablamos y nos conectamos por ahí Para nosotros hablar sobre lo que usted está haciendo Y cómo col- podemos colaborar con el Museo Internacional de la Salsa
7: ah, Tremendo Así que eso es algo súper interesante Eso es parte de eso Así que eso, eso es lo que se quiere Ahí mi hermano, ya el martes por ahí estaré en el área Y esperamos poder tener la oportunidad de, de encontrarnos.
3: Sí, sí, gracias. Si Dios quiere, cuídate Papote pues gracias. Gracias.
7: Dios, gracias por la oportunidad mi hermano, Dios los bendiga, mucho éxito. Igualmente. Sí.
3: Ese fue Ángel Papote Alvarado, quien se va a presentar próximamente en Osto Center for the Arts and Culture, aquí en el Condado de la Salsa del Bronx, el sábado 30 de septiembre de 2023 a las siete y media con Héctor Pichi Pérez. Con Yoba Rodríguez, una constelación de artistas que van a presentarse con él. Y vamos a regalar unos boletos. Así que pueden llamar al 201-692-2012. You can win some tickets for this wonderful presentation at Osto Center for the Arts and Culture. Call 201 2012 We're giving away tickets for this wonderful presentation for Saturday, September 30th. At 7.30 p.m. with Ángel Papote Alvarado and his Grupo Esencia with special guest artist Héctor Pichiperez. Pérez. We want to thank, uh, of course, Felix Arrocho for his wonderful support, uh, Greg Brown for his artistry behind the scenes, and all the staff at Hostos who treat us like royalty each time we have an opportunity to be there. So 201-692-2012. Vamos a tocar un poquito de música, eh, Willy y seguimos hablando y batallando pero háblame un poquito de qué qué te pareció esto lo de Papote Alvarado hablando conmigo ahora
4: mismo no yo lo, lo encontré super interesante y este me, I look forward to seeing him to seeing the performance September 30th a las siete y media pero no my is not very good <laughs> <laughs> September 30th estoy encantado de, de conocerlo y este y, y no super importante que la bomba y la plena que esa historia de la bomba y la plena siga adelante y que todo el mundo sepa de de los orígenes de la bomba y la plena. Nosotros en el Museo Internacional de la Salsa estamos enfocados en eso también so we're looking forward to it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Vamos a ir a escuchar un poquito de música, ¿te parece? Sí, vamos a hacerlo.
6: Es tarde, ya me voy Mi negrita me espera hasta mañana Porque cuando salí dijo negro no tardes En la ciudad es tarde Ya me voy mi negrita me espera hasta mañana Porque cuando salí dijo negro no tardes En la ciudad Si yo no vuelvo Mi negrita se desvela
2: al prisionera pero
3: Oh, it's 4.51 p.m. Uh, queremos darle la gracia a, al señor Papote Alvarado por tan gentilez gentileza de, de conversar conmigo al aire. Felicidades a todos los ganadores. Congratulations to all the ticket winners. Uh, let me make a few shout-outs. Carmen and Wilfredo Lugo. Eh, eh, le desean mucho éxito a tu invitado, a Willy, que hoy tiene muy buena información. Se nota que ha conseguido los consejos de sus padres. Seguramente va a tener muchos logros. Saludos de Carmen y Wilfredo Lugo.
4: Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Yes.
3: Carmen y Wilfredo. Vaya. También él él es pianista también. Eso dicen. No, 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 él es. (risa) te Te lo aseguro yo, te lo aseguro yo. Y bueno, tanto, tanto que hemos conversado fuera del aire. Y yo volviéndome loco con esto de el board y el teléfono. La tecnología Y gracias por ayudarme con el teléfono uh, y no, los no, ganadores también. I appreciate that. I got you. <laughs> and well, uh, before I go back, uh, también uh, Roberto Ramos desde California está en sintonía. Ralph and Camille directamente de Pitaya, Puerto Rico, están hey. en sintonía. Uh, Amanda Cardona está en sintonía también. Vaya, gracias Amanda. Con ella hablaré un poquito más luego. Pero por ahora vamos a seguir con Willy. Willy, sí. you have a lot to plug in and I want to give this opportunity to you to do so and not let my tongue interfere with what you have to say.
4: No Go. problem. No, again, thank you very much for this amazing opportunity to, for us to speak to the public. Uh, now, I wanted to highlight it and let people know that the International Salsa Museum, although it's only two years young, we have accomplished so much within the past two years really uh, and, and and really have worked with some amazing organizations that are supporting us just so you guys know the the seriousness of this um, it, yes it's only been two years but in those two years again it's been um, it's, it's been amazing amazing so we want to give a great shout outs to all those amazing organizations. it takes a whole it's gonna take a whole village to make the awesome museum a reality. So we want to say thank you to Paramount Pictures. For uh, donating, for their donation and for their kind contributions. Google Arts and Culture. If you guys have not seen, uh, September 15th, we launched our first ever virtual exhibition via Google Arts and Culture page with Victor Manuel. Really? I, yes. My gosh, where <laughs> was I that I missed that? If you, you guys have a chance, you can go and visit Google Arts and Culture, and you can find our exhibition page there, or you can go to our uh, to our Instagram and follow our link in our bio. The information is on there, so you can check out the the Victor Manuel uh, exhibition along with Eddie Torres. Uh, Jose Alberto Canario has an exhibition as well, and Alan's past the photographer. So Vaya. visit that. Also, want to give a special shout out to Getty Images. They actually in- uh, sponsored us for the pop up event. So mm-hmm. thank you, Getty Images. Thank you, Facebook. We did last year. We did an amazing work with Facebook where we featured Bomba en Plena mm-hmm. uh, at La Fonda Boricua Vaya. for the holidays which was fantastic. So thank you, Facebook, for that. BNY Mellon, Bank of New York, thank you very much for your contributions. We look forward to having our event with you uh, in, in October. Thank you to the NYPD and involving us with the Options Program in bridging the gap uh, between the community with music and the police uh, department. So bridging the gap between the police and community nice. through music. Very nice. Uh, so we're, we're working on that program. Also, thank you very much to the people from Eric Adams' uh, office, Gracie Manchin, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much to La Fonda Boricua for lending us your space twice uh, and our continued relationship that we're going to keep on uh, building throughout the, throughout the years. Uh, these are just some of the, organiza- uh, of the organizations that have helped us out and see the importance of having this international social museum become a reality. Uh, in quick snippet, LinkedIn, Consumer Reports, CBS, NPR, Rolling Stones Magazine, thank you very much for supporting the International SARSA Museum. We're not just going local, man. I hear that. There's a reason why it's international.
3: Did you have a news, uh, news coverage not too long ago?
4: Is, am I mistaken? No, you're not. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah no, you're right, yeah. you're right. We, had, uh, uh, we, w- we were given a feature on two networks, mm-hmm. uh, NBC News 4 yeah. and also on Univision. That, re- well. that one I remember seeing. Yes. yes. So thank you, thank you to, to those organizations to uh, for for supporting us, and also a special shout out, even though they're probably not listening because they're in France, but we did um, we like Celencia performed at the to, at the Tempo Latino Festival in in Toulouse, France, mm. and um, we spoke to them about the International Salsa Museum, and they're very interested in us flying out there wow. and doing an exhibition in Toulouse, France. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're working really hard, man. Wow. This, 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 the International Salsa Museum, everybody needs to know about this because, again, it's not about us. It's about, it's about our legends. It's about the future. And it's about what can we do now to really push this culture forward Absolutely. even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So
3: Important. Important. Who are involved in your board? Everyone involved. Please yes. mention everyone,
4: please. Okay. I'll try I try and list everybody because there's a few it's a few people. And sorry putting you on the spot with No, you. it's okay. If I miss somebody, I'm sorry. But we have Peter Robles, who is the uh, a mentor to me and also the manager of Sergio George. Okay. Uh, Jose Madera, one of the one of the founding members of the Tito Puente Orchestra. Um, we have Crystal Sam Fields, who was the philanthropic consultant for Jazz at Lincoln Center when they were building um, their scenario at Jazza Lincoln Center. Uh, Osaliki Baloy, el hijo de Cuco Baloy, también el manager de Cuco Baloy, y hermano de Ramón Orlando. Este, también está eh, varias personas. Este, Brandon uh, Espinosa from Salsa Project. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Eddie Torres and Eddie Torres Jr. They're on the board as well. Um, who am I missing out? Steven Okendo. Thank you very much. Steven Okendo, part of Soul Joe. He has one of the most swinging um, Mambo bands in New York City. If you guys haven't checked them out, they're at Mama Juana's on Tuesdays. Uh, Every other Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Every other, every other. Um, And there's a few other people that that is escaping my brain right now, but um, we are super grateful to have everybody that's on our advisory board. Um, They're super special to us. They mean a lot to the culture. Everybody on the board played a role. Either they directly or indirectly played a role um, in the development of salsa music uh, and the in the development of the music as a whole uh, coming up in New York City and all over the world. Uh, the Tito Puente Estate as well, and uh, a few others that are escaping me at this current moment, as we speak. <laughs> but some Mucho, and it takes a village. Absolutely. The village is grown.
3: absolutely. You're not leaving. You're, you're not leaving because I still have an hour left of programming, and there's other people coming in, or at least someone else is here with us, and we're going to be conversing with them in a minute. But um, what you've laid on so far is quite heavy. Quite heavy <laughs> and very good. Very uh, good. Thank you. Thank you. So it's a lot of work. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's going to continue. It's a work in progress, ladies and gentlemen. And I wish you much success. But Thank you very much. there's still more to discuss on that. But yes. for the meanwhile, we're getting ready to end uh, our third hour of Que Viva La Musica, which is uh, 4.59 right now. The show originated by Vicky Sola, continued by Marisol Cerdeira Rodriguez, King Luis Vasquez, and yours truly, Jose Calderon. Do not change the dial because we will be right back with more music, more interview, more discussion, and more of you and me.
0: You're listening to the essential WFDU-FM HD1 TNEC, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz, and worldwide at wfdu.fm
2: tumba que ella te llama y el tambor que la reclama y un coro que dice así que han
3: Gentlemen, we got Boogaloo in the background. I wonder why. I'm feeling it, I guess. Nah, not only am I feeling it, I got my friend here, my brother Jonathan Cabrera, here to talk about something going on with Boogaloo. Am I right or am I wrong?
8: Estás en lo cierto, José Calderón, uh, yeah. el único, el inigualable Ay, de la Dios. radio. De la música y del arte musical.
3: Vaya, vaya. Gracias por esa esa presentación, pero se trata de ti. Señoras y señores, (laughs) Jonathan Cabrera está aquí conmigo. Y en línea, I got a few uh, other friends. Está Amanda Cardona, hopefully. Amanda, are you there?
9: I'm here.
3: Vaya. We also have someone else very special to us. George from New Swing Sextet. Georgie. Presente. Vaya. Is that other person
9: there? I No,
3: not yet. Okay, okay. I don't want to jump the gun. Anyway, a pleasure to have you all here, whether it be in person or on the phone. And we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about an upcoming event. So who wants to take the rears of this conversation? La jefa, Amanda. Amanda, talk about it.
9: Hi, well, uh, yeah, I mean, really quickly. Oh, and that third person is giving me a ring. I'm going yeah, to get to them in two seconds. But really quickly, just super excited to announce uh, this coming Sunday, October 1st. It is the fifth annual Boogaloo in the Bronx event that we hold at 52 Park in the Bronx. And it's a celebration of all things Latin Boogaloo, everything that's influenced Latin Boogaloo and everything that Latin Boogaloo has influenced in terms of music and dance.
3: Well, this is not the first rodeo you've done with Boogaloo. You've done a number of events, and it it goes quite well, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right?
9: Yes, it's been uh, a great time. We've grown um, each year both in presenting different uh, musicians as well as dancers. And it's really a community event. It's meant to, I kind of chuckled, it's similar to the project with the Salsa Museum. It kind of warms my heart, you know, with the idea that we are all working to preserve history and educate, you know, the current and inspire future generations and doing something very similar. And, you know, each year it grows more and more. And we hold it at an iconic location at 52 Park, where so many of the greats in the Condado de la Salsa um, have come from. And, you know, there's just this beautiful intersection of all this music. And this year is going to be, I mean, it's our fifth year anniversary, so we had to go big. Absolutely. And, yeah.
3: And you have a major authority on the phone with us. Someone very near and dear to us, Mr. George Rodriguez from New Swing Sextet. Uh, I don't want to call him the King of Boogaloo because there's another king out there, but he definitely has dabbled in the material for quite a number of years. George, what can you say on this?
10: Well, actually, uh, you are quite right because uh, we came up the the ranks with... uh with one of your invites, Am I allowed to say who the, yes, the other... Yes, yes, you are. You could say uh, whatever
3: you want. As, yep. long, as long as it's
10: not a, right. something
3: bad, it's fine.
10: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Came up the ranks with, uh, with Mr. Joe Bataan, uh, middle to late 60s, and uh, he's the undisputed king of Latin soul. And, of course, during that time, the uh, record label that we were with, Cotique Records, had... Uh, the uh, Johnny Cologne doing the classic uh, Boogaloo Blues. So uh, that label kind of we weren't a Boogaloo band, and I can't say that we are a Boogaloo band, but we certainly play Boogaloo. And obligatory that our first record had to be a Boogaloo album because of everything that was going on around us. Uh, so yes, and we're really, really looking forward to. Gee, I, I, I'm I'm thinking that it has to be close to 50 years plus that we've uh, shared the stage with joe so uh really really looking forward to it lifelong friend and it should be a wonderful day uh hopefully we'll have a beautiful fall day in the city and uh you're guaranteed a good time
3: i could, be just, a great imagine, show. I could just imagine georgia and, and uh please forgive my uh My forgetfulness, I didn't get a chance to congratulate the return of our dearest Vicky Sola back to the airwaves when I first started the show. I was so uh, enthralled with so many other things going on here. Uh, She had a great, great show, which I tuned in to listen to last week with none other than our friend, Joe Batan. And they did a fabulous, fabulous Mm -hmm. job. If you missed it, you have to listen to the podcast. But you're going to see Joe in person. So, yeah, you might want to just, you know. Uh, tune into what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, give give us a little more details. Amanda, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going to take place.
9: Yeah, absolutely. So, basically, the way the event works, it's going to kick off at noon. And that's really to kind of warm up the crowd. So, we'll have our good friend, DJ Jose, who's going to play, you know, a mixture of tunes from Bugalu to salsa to cha-cha-cha, everything under the sun. You know, as we welcome everybody in, we have a great little educational alley. I call it, you know, Boogaloo Alley, where we have um, easels so that folks can learn about some of the musicians that came up during that time or played Boogaloo. So that's a great way to kind of interact and learn a little bit more about the music. Uh, We have, you know, fun little giveaways. So it's really an interactive event, whether you know how to dance, any dance style. Um, Come on out. Basically, we'll kick off again at 12 with some DJ music to warm up your bones. And then we will kick off the live music at 1 p.m. with our favorite friend, Spanglish Fly. They have supported and participated in the event since the beginning when we first did our first event. We will have different dance performances in everything from boogaloo to balsa, youth groups. Not so youth group, <laughs> all doing different performances. We'll have um, a quick little line dance so folks can jump in, and then of course uh, at then New Swing will take off their fantastic set, and we will wrap up the afternoon with none other than Joe Batan. So it's really a great afternoon of live music, DJ music, dancing. Education really just interactive for the community to have a great afternoon and hopefully learn and help get excited by everything that is Latin Boogaloo and everything that it's kind of touched and join in and help join the crew and help preserve it and keep it going. Absolutely, for more and more and more generations.
3: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and congratulations on this wonderful anniversary. It's definitely a way to celebrate with the wonderful lineup that you have. In store for everyone to enjoy, George. When was the last time that you were able to play in the Bronx? El Condado de la Salsa.
10: Ah, uh, actually, the last time <laughs> that we were in the Bronx, I'm, I'm thinking would probably be before the pandemic hit. So, like maybe two, sometime uh, maybe around two, 2019 or something like that.
3: Okay, okay. So it's not; yep. it's fairly recent fairly recent so yeah
10: oh yeah no, no no we we you know always uh performed in and around the bronx uh but uh we we took that uh <laughs> that respite as you know i moved down to to florida and uh that was before the pandemic came and we didn't know the pandemic was going to come so all of a sudden everything kind of stopped and we got stuck in the quicksand but um we're uh, you know we were back uh, in the city. Uh, we in early June we played uh, in Westchester and uh, and Midtown at Taj, and then we were in Jersey for a nice weekend and and really looking forward to this show on Sunday it, because um, the, the the way the environment has been for so many years, there, there's really not that many venues where you actually get in and have more than one live latin band you know when we started playing 50 some odd almost 60 years ago that was the norm you'd you'd play someplace and there was always two or three bands and uh we had a brotherhood that way uh but uh you know things changed over the years and uh most of the time that we play it's just one band so it's really really kind of a fun treat for us to kind of you know, bring back memories, especially with uh, with a show like like uh, you're having on Sunday with with Joe, where we share so many memories together, and also with uh, Jonathan and Span- uh, Spanglish Fly, which we're really looking to forward to performing with. So yeah, it should be it really should be amazing.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, Amanda. Give the audience uh, more information on how they could go about finding uh, you know out how to go about it. Give it, give it all, give it all.
9: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So definitely, um, the easiest way is, you know, go to the website. It's com. two O's on both ends, B-O-O-G-A-L-O-O. Um, or you can go to www.amandacardonadance.com, and both of them have pretty much the event plastered. All over the website yeah. and then or you can always run you know our our favorite Facebook and Instagram follow both accounts keep it easy at the boogaloo project or at Amanda Cardona dance the flyers are there we're having it at again as I mentioned 52 Park also if you look that up that's it's known as playground 52 and they are also helping spread the word. And of course, the participants, New Six Ted, and Spanglish Fly, and Joe, have all been, you know, sharing that information all about. So again, Sunday, October 3rd, we'll kick off at noon, and it goes all the way through till 5 p.m. So we hope everybody comes out for the entire event because you really don't want to miss anything. Absolutely. Um, but we'll be there.
3: Absolutely. We'll be there. Absolutely. And and I'm crossing my fingers to be there as well. Uh, George, George, Give a little preview of what what's to take place with your presentation with New Swing 610.
10: Well, we're we're gonna you know play some of the stuff that we've recorded in in recent years. But uh, as I said, we're no longer exclusively a boogaloo band, but we do have some some boogaloo's, and uh, we we are gonna play a couple of tunes that uh, that people should remember and be uh, very fond of and and you know it's interesting also just my own observation after so many years you know people uh, thought that the boogaloo was dead 50 years ago but it, it never died that's right you know i mean wherever we go we've traveled all over the world to parts that you'd never think that they even dance or listen to latin music and there's always always an interest everywhere you go with boogaloo you know that's right so uh, what comes around goes around and thanks to uh you guys keeping the music alive and amanda with her great uh presentation and show and i mean she's always there you know and uh, and jonathan of course so um i mean uh, I, all I can say is I'm looking forward to it, you know. We all are. <laughs>
3: absolutely, absolutely. And Amanda, to prep everybody up, aside from going to the website and finding out the information on how to go about getting to Park 52, what other recommendations do you give? Remember, it's a little chilly out there, so tell them what to do.
9: <laughs> that is true. So definitely, you know, the park is open space, so one of the things I will mention is, You know, right now it looks like it'll be hopefully high 60s, low 70s. So, you know, if you plan to come out and dance and groove, layers are always great. But if you do plan to kind of, you know, um, sit down as it is an amphitheater, so there is plenty of seating if you'd like to kind of, uh, so you won't have to stand. But if you do want to dance the whole night, that's great. If you want to dance the whole, excuse me, afternoon, um, Note, you know, it is a park and it is concrete, so make sure that you have shoes that you're comfortable dancing in, you know, on that type of surface and bring layers. That way, when you work up a sweat dancing all evening or all afternoon long, uh, you'll be able to kind of, you know, whip out those layers. Feel free to bring water. There's also, there will also be, you know, facilities um, available if you need to use those. And then, of course, you know, we're going to work with 52 Park to keep that park a fantastic place, um, accessible to the public. So we'll all do our best to, you know, clean up after ourselves. But facilities are there. Seating is available. So just bring your water, bring yourselves, bring a few layers and just be ready to have fun.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I look forward to it and I wish you all much, much success. We're going to continue talking to Jonathan, who's here in the studio with us. But guys, thank you so much for taking the time, George. I can't wait to see you. Give you a big hug and see Jose. the band in action.
10: <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro.
3: All right, man. And Amanda, <laughs> Say hello
10: to everybody at the at the studio.
3: Bye, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And Amanda, big hug to you, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care, guys. <laughs>
9: Take care. Cool. Okay.
3: Vaya, y aquí está Jonathan, Jonathan te ha quedado callado en todo eso, tú no dijiste ni honey ni nada. Estoy, Estoy muy excited about <laughs> it, <man>. and exciting <laughs> to be here with you, and exciting to be here with Willie. That's right, because Willie Rodriguez is in the house, tú sabes que se han, se han encontrado eh, dos hermanos, eh, hermanos. De, de, de nacionalidad porque ambos son dominicanos el único infiltrado soy yo, el cubano pero me da gusto que ustedes se conocieran por primera vez no, ustedes gracias. llevan mucha, mucha mucho peso en la responsabilidad de mantener la cultura en vida tú por tu lado, tú por el tuyo pero ahora se han unido los dos y se han intercambiado información y, y bueno, nadie sabe lo que tendrá el futuro para ustedes pero yo sé que va a ser mucho Yo lo sé. Bueno, cuando el destino quiere algo, no hay quien lo quinte ni que lo depinte. Eso sí es verdad. Eso sí es verdad. That's fact. a fact. That's a fact. So, Jonathan, tú también tienes un evento que viene tomando lugar. So, sí. tell everybody about it. Cuéntale a toda la audiencia.
8: Bueno, tenemos un evento muy especial. Eh, y quiero darle la gracia a José por tenernos aquí y tener a, jo- a Willy también. Eh, se trata del de zombie. So- Y su esencia. Este es el décimo aniversario del son y su esencia. Oh, yeah. En este evento vamos a hablar de la historia del son. Eh, vamos a tener eh, los músicos de una forma didáctica. Hablando sobre el son. También vamos a tener performance. Aquí en el evento. Ese evento va a ser el 6 de octubre. En el Bronx Music Heritage Center. la puertas abre a las 7 y media. Y el show empieza a las 8 y en punto, rayando hora americana okay.
3: <risa> very important, very important para mencionar, wow, yo estuve presente en el del año pasado tuve que salir corriendo porque tenía otro evento a que acudir, pero dije voy a hacer acto de presencia y lo disfruté el ratito que estuve ahí eh, Nelson Radame estuvo ahí eh, no, fue, fue fabuloso fue fabuloso, pues déjame
8: decirte la diferencia de ese evento uh-huh. fue que hicimos un jam section at the end Al, al final uh-huh. porque siempre te, hacemos jam section by another day uh-huh. porque es otro, otro proyecto que tenemos con él, claro. pero decidimos unirlo porque de cierta forma la madre de ese jam es el son mezclado con el jazz claro pero su, su the, 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 the founder uh-huh. es, es el son y todo lo que tiene que ver con la música de hoy en día especialmente con la salsa
1: uh-huh.
8: empieza desde el son y si nos vamos de atrás podemos hablar de trova y todo eso pero claro. the, the mother es el son quería decirte que esa noche vamos a tener a David Oquendo vaya y Benjamín Lápidos
3: yes. también
8: yes. en los performance eh, Antía Rubés va a hacer una poesía <risas> tenemos los bailarines Isabel Estrada, Carlos Mateo Franklin Vera, el sonerito Aura Germán, Ana Saoko, Gigi Bianco, Amanda Cardona, Vida Dance Company y su servidor aquí, Jonathan Cabrera. Vaya, que vaya. Que va a poner a brillar los zapaticos blanco y negro.
3: Exacto. <risa> Desempolva eh, 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 los pasos porque eso viene, eso viene de verdad. Correcto. Pues déjame decirte otra vez. Dime.
8: A las siete y media abren la puerta. Okay. A las ocho empieza el evento. Va a ser en el Bronx Music Heritage Center que está ubicado en el 1303 de Luis 9th Boulevard in the Bronx. Cualquier información puede llamarme al 917 744 4014. Oh my God! I'm saying everything in, in Spanish. Let me well, say something in English.
3: Well, I, I don't know. You can call me <laughs> at
8: 917-744-4014. Este evento también es posible gracias a Raíces Cultural Art Association. Cualquier cosa puede buscar información también en la página raicescaa.org. Again, www.raicescaa.org. Para if By you it. type also in Google El Summit Susencia, it's going to pop up right
3: away. Everywhere. Especially that wonderful flyer that you guys post where I see those yeah. beautiful shoes, right? Because that's yeah. normal. You, I, you know, used it last year as you well. Know,
8: yo tengo que darle la gracia, mm. You know, you have to give a gracias to Joanna Moreno. You met her. Yes. The um, uh, Club Cubano. Um, she's the one who took me the picture. Mm. Uh-huh. Estaban, un, eh, eh, estaban haciendo un video y uh, I was part of the dancing. Uh-huh. I was dancing that day and she took a video she said, like, you have the, this event of our song. Let me take this picture right now. And that photo for the second year of the event nunca se ha podido quitar.
3: Uh-huh.
8: That's like pues
3: Muestra Muestra un poco del pantalón, los zapatos brillados, blanco y negro, típico del bailador. Y la gorra. Y la gorra. Y, y el la gorra. sombrero. Como yeah, le exacto, dicen. exacto. Exacto. It's a pues, beautiful picture. Sí, yes. even Willy, even Willy likes it, too. And there's
8: another one que es para del programa, mm-hmm. que es la foto en otro ángulo. Ok.
3: So, Vamos a escuchar un poquito de música y después regresamos a conversar los dos, uniendo estas dos eh, eh, entidades, porque ustedes ambos están, como les dije anteriormente, luchando para mantener la cultura en esencia. Con, eh, con nuestro público con la audiencia con la atmósfera que estamos viviendo hoy en día manteniendo culturas es muy importante vamos a hablar de eso pero vamos a escuchar un poquito de música ¿les parece?
8: anda
6: yes. yeah.
2: Latino. Oye, hermano, oye, amigo, nunca vendas tu destino por el oro ni la comodidad. Nunca descanses, pues nos falta andar bastante. Vamos todos adelante para juntos terminar con la ignorancia que nos dará sugestionados como de los importados. Venimos todos y allí regresaremos, como dice la canción. Se ven las caras, se ven las caras. Vaya, pero
1: nunca el corazón.
2: Recuerda que el plástico se derrite si le da de lleno. Al final venceremos. Se ven,
1: caras, se ven las caras, vaya, pero nunca el corazón.
2: Pero señoras y señores, se caras, en medio del plástico también se ven las caras de esperanza. Se, se, se la ven cara, las caras orgullosas que trabajan por una Latinoamérica unida caras, y por un mañana de esperanza y de libertad. Se ven las caras, se ven las caras de trabajo y de sudor ven caras, de gente. El nuevo camino, orgullosa de su herencia y de ser latino, de una raza unida, la que Bolívar soñó. Siembra, Panamá, presente, Puerto Rico, presente, México, presente.
3: Bueno, presente estamos nosotros, después de escuchar ese tema icónico del maestro Rubén Blades con Willy Colón, que, por cierto, Rubén ha regrabado en vivo eh, su versión del disco completo de Siembra, ¿cierto? Y eso hay que escucharlo porque ha hecho una obra maestra. Bueno, lo que hace él, lo que lo toca es como el Rey Midas, que todo lo que toca lo vuelve en oro. Ajá y me da mucho placer nuevamente decir que he juntado a estos dos caballeros que luchan ambos individualmente para enaltecer la música y la cultura tú tenías todavía gente que saludar you have people to mention and greet which is very important because Ah, before the end of the program once it's done it's done
4: no, porque son muchos, son, son muchos. Yeah, no, mucho. no, pero eh, este es el momento para hablar o callar para siempre. No, no, son muchos. So, no, este, también, bueno, quería decir que I miss some people que están en nuestro en nuestro advisory board. Oye, eso. I missed some people <muchas> que están no, en nuestro no advisory no, board. No Oye, mis spanglish. No, no, está bien, está bien, está bien, está bien, está bien. Ta bien. <risa> no, pero este, a nuestro, voy a mencionar a la gente de nuestro advisory board para que la gente sepa la seri- la seriedad que nosotros estamos cargando. Yo no sé qué ahí, pero
3: es bueno mencionarlo. Es bueno.
4: Aquí estamos. Tito Puente Jr., State, Eddie Torres, Eddie Torres Sr. and his estate, along with Eddie Torres Jr., José Madera, Damaris Mercado, la hija de Rafi Mercado, Homer Pardillo. El, el former manager de Celia Cruz and también el, uh, the person who represents the estate for Celia Cruz, Jose Raposo, el manager de eh, Jose Alberto, eh, José Alberto el Canario, Alberto el Canario. Uh-huh. O Saliki Baloy, el hijo de Cuco Baloy, Crystal Field Sam, uh, philanthropic consultant for Jazz Lincoln Center, former. Uh, uh, consultant for Jazz at Lincoln Center, Mr. Bervin Harris, founder of Renaissance Youth Center in the South Bronx, Stephen Oquendo, musical director of Souljo, Walter uh, Simmons, a.k.a. Lucky Church, director of PR for Mungo uh, Creative Group, Janice Isabel Torres, founder of the brand Phoenix, Brandon Espinosa, founder of the Salsa Project, and Carlos Enriquez, uh, Latin director of Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. And that's our board. Uh, and then finally, uh, last thank yous to Micheline Medina. Micheline, we love you very much. She is from Sony Music Latin. So we want to say give a special shout out to Sony Music Latin as well. Uh, she, the Sony has been really um, supportive of the International Salsa Museum, hence how we were able to get in contact with Victor Manuel last year. This year we had Luis Figueroa. And I know that uh, there's some other special projects going on with uh, Sony Music Latin and Magnus uh, Magnus, as well, which Magnus is Magnus Media, which is Mark Anthony's uh, company down in Miami. So, I want to oh, give yeah. a shout out to them as well. And last but not least, also a big shout out to Vilma from the New York, from the International. New York Salsa Congress. Vilma and Manny via And Vicencio. Manny. And Luis. And Luis, también. As well. Thank you guys for giving us the space or do- donating the space to have our, our pop-up at the Marriott Marquis. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just wanted to put that out there.
3: And Jonathan, you have a few people that you want to reach out and greet on the air. Wow, some, some much. No importa, bueno, no importa. importa, empieza. A, a, a le, import- mano a eso no, porque, porque
8: lo important- esta gente, exacto. Lo importante es que estamos aquí... Eh, Eh, no toda la gente que van a hacer performance que siempre no han dado su su, su um, eh, como Gabriel Romero, el yes. um, Santana, Nelson Radame, eh, wow Bobby Elena, Bobby Sanabria, uh, Bobby Sanabria yeah. mm. um, oh my God, Kendo, eh, Jamie Johnson eh, Yesenia Celier, la misma Manda Cardona. Uh, wow, so many people. This year. Next time I will do at least for that. <laughs> <laughs> but and again, dejame decir, tenemos el evento del Bugalu que va a ser in Fifty Two Park el o, primero de octubre. Mm-hmm. Luego tenemos el Son in su esencia en octubre seis, que ese va a ser en el Bronx Music Heritage Center en el Bronx.
3: Vaya, vaya. Do you have any up, upcoming events, uh, Willie?
4: Uh, we have some ERG, you know, for Hispanic Heritage Month. Okay. We have a few ERG groups that are not necessarily open to the public. Okay. Uh, but we are just, you know, want to let the public know that we're also tapping into these organizations, uh, these major companies that hold, um, that host um, uh, Hispanic uh, Heritage events for their employees. So last week we were at CBS, aka owned by Paramount Pictures, and we did a whole thing for them. Uh, but then the next uh, next week we're gonna be at Latin Biz Magazine. They're having an event um, again for the employees and for gotcha. the people from there. Uh, actually, you know what? October fourth, uh, Latin Biz Magazine. That's open to the public. Okay, okay. Um, so it's gonna be at. I wish I had the information. You. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I do this. It's gonna be. It's <laughs> alright. It's gonna be uh, somewhere. Uh, you guys can follow us on, <laughs> you guys can follow it on, on, the, on the Instagram page. You know what? All the information we will have it. There. I have a few, I have a
3: few mentions that I must make. So maybe in the next segment before we leave, you'll have that information. So that yes. way people know. Uh, Tony Aponte, thank you so much. Uh, she says, Jose, you're killing it. Thank you for the fabulous music. Dios te bendiga. Igualmente. Igualmente, Tony. Gracias, gracias. y Lugo, los salude anteriormente y los vuelvo a saludar. Chico Álvarez, mi gran amigo, mi colega, mi hermano, me menciona que he'll be again downtown in September and October jamming strong with that awesome sextet, Mafimba. Next Friday, September 29th, from 7 to 10 p.m., Havana Central Restaurant and Bar, located at 151 West 46th Street in the heart of Times Square New York. He's sharing uh, the responsibilities of playing music with Oscar Oñoz on trumpet, Iten Nasuda on piano, Ariel Robles on the bass. Gabriel Machado on La Tumbadora, and Héctor Torres on Los Timbales. Great, great band. So why not go and swing and check out some live Somontuno and Latin jazz? That's Chico Alvarez and Mafimba next Friday at Havana Central from 7 to 10 p.m. Vaya, ¿quién más me mencionó algo? Algo me mencionó. Saludos a Rubén y Nancy de Queens. Ah, mi hermano Manny Rivera de Son del Monte. He has a gig at the Lincoln Center Atrium this upcoming Friday also, September 29th, 63rd Street between uh, and Broadway. The event starts at 6 p.m. It's a free event to all. So, they start their set at 7.30 p.m. And the DJ will be my compadre, Frankie Tambora. So, mm-hmm. I definitely... Uh, much love to them and uh, much success. Okay. A ver, ¿quién más me ha saludado aquí porque a mí me mandan muchos... Uh, mucho, ah, mi querida Iris Santiago... Me saluda, buenas, buenos días hermanito, mil bendiciones, que viva la música, que viva la música y que vivas tú mi amor, gracias. Uh, quiero darle las gracias nuevamente a Papote Alvarado eh, por haber eh, tomado el tiempo de llamar, Plácido Torre, gracias por hacer esto posible, mi hermano, y bueno, Vamos a un poquito de música y después nos vamos y arrancamos en fan. O
4: ¿Tú tienes esa información ahora? O, o, bueno, ¿eh? I did want to mention October 14th. Ah, ok. Mencioné eso. La excelencia is going to be at the Cabana. Vaya. October 14th. So, vayan a ese, por favor.
3: Vaya, ah, yeah. Vamos a ver sí, si sí, busco sí. algo de la excelencia. Vamos a ver si tengo ahí. Yo no sé lo que pasa aquí con esta computadora. Ay, pero, salsa nada
4: más. Eh, Cualquiera ay, uno de ellos, tú
8: sabes. Ay, no.
4: Machete. Pero, eh, bueno, y, ya, y, a lo, y a lo que
8: busca, eh, quería decir, ya que Willy está aquí. Ajá. El día del evento del son, uh-huh. eh, como vamos a estar hablando de la historia y la música va a ser en vivo, eh, eh, redactando la historia también, musicalmente. Sí. Vamos a empezar de trío Vaya. hasta llegar a conjunto. Really? O sea, wow. trío, cuarteto, sexteto, sexteto y sexteto. Wow. Es correcto. Hasta also- llegar entonces a conjunto, que ya ahí es donde viene la parte más o menos del senio, Porque ya de Arsenio hay otra historia por ahí que.
4: Sí, no, eso, eso es súper es importante. A la gente que, por favor, vayan a este evento eh, y que traigan, sí. pueden traer a los niños de ellos, ¿verdad? Sí, pueden traer. Que, eso, que vayan a la es, familia para que los niños también aprendan de dónde viene esta música.
3: Correcto,
8: correcto.
4: Eso ¿no? so, es bien
8: importante y quería decir esto como nota.
4: See, no, sí. no chever, and mm-hmm. can I mention? Are we gonna go? Uh, are we done? I guess no, 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 this? no. We're not done yet. We we're, we're not done yet.
3: We're done when the fat lady sings. Okay, okay. okay. okay.
4: But for now, there's no fat lady it, here. So it, we, exactly, we, okay, exactly. Okay,
3: good. exactly. Uh, we're gonna continue. Pero tú sabes que esta es la música que nos enseñó papá, verdad? Así que así cantaba ah. papá de Celia Pacheco y Pete
5: Yes.
4: Sounds
3: Adelante.
2: de acuerdo cuando llegaba de construir una casa mi padre Millín Rodríguez se sentaba en la butaca y aunque cansado se hallaba, me cantaba las canciones del cuarteto Mayarí Daniel Santo y Dipini Así
1: cantaba papá con los años del cuarteto Bam Bam
2: En el tronco de un árbol, una niña, grabó su nombre hinchida de placer. Yo guardo siempre tu querido nombre y tu que de mi pobre flor.
5: Así cantaba papá por los años del pan. Su final. Nada dura para
3: All right, and with that song, we're coming to an end of this program, and we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to Que Viva La Musica, this edition. I want to thank everybody that was on the phone, and I have to thank my guests here in the studio. I'm going to start with you, Willie. Willie, thank you for coming down and spending time with me.
4: Thank you. Thank you. And again, just wanted a quick message. Just imagine this, the Kingsbridge Armory, uh, Salsa Museum in the Bronx, in the Armory, music lessons, dance lessons, recording studio, just great things happening at this Kingsbridge Armory. So please support www.internationalsalsamuseum.org.
3: And Jonathan Cabrera, thank you for being here with me. (laughs) Bueno, muchísimas
8: gracias a ti y a tu público oyente. Por la oportunidad de estar aquí y dejarles de saber
3: de los eventos que quiere, que vienen para la comunidad. Vaya. Y a ustedes les doy las gracias. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Next week, our family of Que Viva La Musica, the Quad Squad will be here once again, and we've completed our first saga, our first 4 weeks on the new lineup on Sundays. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Take care everybody. La, 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 la.